Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Fix is in. The Sports Fix. Sports Fix listeners don't wait all day or all week to get in on the fun. The party doesn't stop when we go off the air. Sports all Fix listeners long. don't the wait all day or all week to get in on one-stop shop for all things Cleveland sports. Jump over to Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix. Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix and become a fan today because we love fans and they create some of the best sports talk in town, Daddy. You'll enjoy talking to your fellow Cleveland sports fans on The Sports Fix fan page. And if Twitter's your thing, well, you know how we do it. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. It's that simple. Twitter.com slash the Sports Fix CLE, baby. Chat live with the crew during all your favorite Cleveland sports events, tickets and contests and trivia and so much more. Get with us today, the Sports Fix on social media. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. Join, Join the, the Sports, sports Fix, Fix on Facebook and Twitter today. This is Greg Pruitt, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, and you're listening to The Sports Fix. Live in Ohio, it's time to get your fix. The Sports Fix. Welcome in, everybody. Indeed, we are live. It is Friday. It is, of all things, Friday the 13th. And I don't care for those of you that uh, you may not subscribe to that theory. And I usually don't get into to stuff like that either. But something wonky is going on today. I'm just telling you now. And you wonder. You wonder why I'm worried about getting on a plane and flying twice here today in a, in a ridiculous use of the stopover but uh man crazy just crazy things going on i could tell you some things going on behind the scenes where i'm just like this is this is very unusual so uh but whatever it is what it is and we are here we are live it is friday indeed it is the sports fix i am your host j-rock jerry myers with you here as (laughs) as you can tell i'm dealing with stuff here behind the scenes but it's all good we're on the air we've got a very Busy show coming your way today. Looking forward to diving right into things here in the Sports Fix. 
Jonathan Knight, actually not going to be with us today. A little bit upset about that one, but we've got a, a full slate of guests. Otherwise, Mike Brandenberry from Did the Tribe Win Last Night.com. He's going to be with us today talking some Indians baseball just about 25 minutes from now. Looking forward to talking to Mike about the road trip here, wrapping up this weekend in Boston. Indians in a bit of a little, little uh, obviously, a little distressful swing here to start things off. Last night, ah. Pitching to Big Poppy. Ah, I'm telling you. Anyways, uh, we're going to talk Tribe with Mike Brandenberry. Looking forward to that. Jeff Gorman from Browns101.com. Always with us on Fridays. We'll talk to him a little bit about notes from the final week of uh, last workouts before they come back for camp. A little bit about Bernie Kozar. Travis Benjamin, a little update on him. It's going to be, I'm telling you, Travis Benjamin may not play with the Browns for the first half of this season coming up. We'll talk about all of that coming up. Doug Plagans, my man, going to join us here. Talk a little Stanley Cup hockey with him, AHL playoffs, gladiators, preview, recaps, all of that stuff with Doug Plagans from the Lake Erie Monsters and the Cleveland Gladiators coming up. All that. We'll talk some NBA Finals as last night the San Antonio Spurs, I believe, put a put a chokehold on that series last night. I, I don't care how good uh, individually people uh, will put LeBron James or even the Miami Heat as a team. They're not beating the San Antonio Spurs three games in a row. I will put that down now. But we're going to talk about all of that, your takes, and so much more. Matter of fact, a good time to get in on the phones will be early on on today's show. So let's get rolling. Welcome into the Sports Fix. As I said, I'm your host, the big daddy on the microphone, J-Rock Jerry Myers, with you here for the next two hours, doing what we do, as hopefully only we can do it, and we want to do it with you. Welcome in, whether you're listening on the sportsfix.net, the website, the mothership, the home base, perhaps you're listening on Spreaker and Mixler and their mobile applications, Tune in and the Tune In Radio app worldwide, all live, all right now, happening as it's happening, baby. Or those of you listening on digital delay 24 7 on the world's largest internet radio provider, iHeartRadio, on all the other platforms as well Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, all the podcast places. Welcome in each and every one of you guys. As I said, I don't just want to do this, I want to do it with you. So pick up the phone and join me. 216 539 7535. 216. 5397535 if you can't get to the phones as always keep it going keep the conversation hopping on facebook facebook.com slash the sports fix tweet with us at the sports fix cle always to stay interactive with the show you can email me the sports fix at aol.com we'll talk to you guys 24 7 there not just live but during the show not just live during the show but all time so definitely hit us up on the email on the facebook on the twitter and don't forget that website the sports your one-stop shop for all things cleveland sports and you know as I was getting ready, actually last night, I was putting some ideas together, some different things that we were going to do, getting the show ready for today. Man, I've been nonstop. When I talk about wonky things going on, those of you guys that follow us on social media, Facebook or Twitter, you know that I'll drive you crazy because every two hours, every two hours Without exception, there's a post coming from the Sports Fix in between all of the the usual just as it's happening stuff that we do every two hours. It's a schedule. It happens all the time, whether it's, hey, listen to today's show or here's what we were talking about on today's show or here's whatever it is. All the different things that we uh, rotate throughout the day. Uh, no, you know, I'm used to coming to the computer and having 50, 60, 100 some days notifications on the Facebook and, and all the different uh, same 
same thing with the uh, notifications and the connections on uh, Twitter. Uh, this morning, I'm like, man, what happened? Wow, there's only I am not used to only seeing you know 18 notifications overnight, you know. And then I I go, wait a minute, why is the last thing that I posted at like eight o'clock last night? That's because I've been I've been doing a lot of things behind the scenes, and this does not happen. Like, does not happen. I watched the uh, the game last night. I had posted things and scheduled things up until the end of the game, like midnight or something like that. And uh, sure enough, I was tired. And don't ask me what I was thinking, but I hit the sack. I mean, I had I had actually a long night. I got things ready for flying out today, and I've got to head to Atlanta as soon as the show's over. And I, I cannot believe that I, I did not set up my posting schedule for overnight. I mean, hey, it's not the biggest deal, but uh, some people, some of the, the hardcore followers may have thought I dropped off the face of the planet because it's like clockwork. You can set your watch every two hours to uh, post coming from the sports fix. So that's what I mean when I say wonky things already happening because uh, uh, that is very out of the out of the normal there for us. So there's just one of things that are going on, plus behind the scenes here. But as I was getting things ready, we were talking uh, uh, the other day about just how things slowed down uh, in in the sports news world for the you know probably the next uh, four weeks coming up, about a week or two from now, you really hit the point where the playoffs are over in, in hockey and basketball. Anyways, it, it slows down. But I said, man, you know, and I'm sure this doesn't apply to everybody. 100% sure this doesn't apply to everybody because it's global. But globally, this week, like, we're kind of in a hot spot for sports. But a lot of people, you know, it's a lot of everybody's got their things that they like. But, I mean, think about it. You've got, of course, the NBA Finals going on. You've got the NHL Stanley Cup Finals going on. So you got those things going on. You've got Major League Baseball kicking into the – Middle part of the season getting humming there. You just got you've got the U.S. Open going on for the golfers. You just got done with the French Open for the tennis players. You've got the of course the World Cup soccer going on. You've just got a a plethora of things going on that globally on that level. Uh, there's something for everybody happening right now in the sports world, man. Pretty much, uh, it just I thought it was really cool. I'm looking. I said, man, this is really. And, and, you know, especially I look at that worldwide because some of those sports much more popular have larger fan bases outside. I mean, even NASCARs in Bristol this weekend, that's a big spot for them. I mean, just there's something for everybody right now during this kind of seven, ten day. You had the uh, the the last race of the Triple Crown for the horse racing people. I mean, WNBA is kicking right now. I mean, you got a little something for everybody during this kind of 10-day, 14-day window that we've been in. I thought uh, that was kind of cool when you look at it from outside the box because inside you're going, man, you know, football is slowing but there's there really is a ton of things going on. This is a, a big time uh time for sports for in general, worldwide especially, uh looking at that, especially soccer. We know the uh soccer's always been the conundrum of America because it's it's like the number one sport for children. Like more kids play soccer than anything else. And soccer has convinced themselves for years falsely that that's going to translate into becoming the next big sport because you figure all of those kids grow up and you've now got a whole millions and millions of adult soccer fans, but it doesn't translate for some reason when they get to the middle ages, teenagers there, they, they just become football fans or baseball fans, or they just start playing one of the other sports. It does not work. Soccer for 30 years has believed that. I mean, I I've heard that theory going back to my childhood that soccer is the sport of the future, 
because of the youth. And, and that you think it's true. When you've got that many kids playing it, you think, man, all these kids are going to grow up and love soccer, but they don't. I truly think it's because there's not a well-promoted Major League Soccer. If there was a real, I know there's Major League Soccer, and I know David Beckham plays or something, but that's all I know because I'm. it's not well-promoted. It's not NHL, MLB, NFL, any of that. I mean, even the WNBA is better promoted than the Major League Soccer is, in my opinion. In my opinion, you know, I'm just... I don't think so. They don't have that to shoot for, so it just goes away. But uh, that's always been soccer has always kind of fooled themselves into that thinking that we're the sport of the future, and it's not. You just you're like trapped in Groundhog's Day. You just remain the sport of the present. But a lot of people worldwide very much into it. So the World Cup, a big deal there. Like I said, just a lot of things going on here. Plus, it's Father's Day this weekend, you know, and. Of course, that gets me thinking, too. You know, I've got my kids and, and I just I think about it. And of course, I I'm still a few uh, just a few years removed from losing my dad. So it's still, you know, it's still kind of uh, um, it's not at that point where it's just normal yet. You know, so it's like, man, you know, this weekend and I'm sure like a lot of you guys, you know, I get all, you know, nostalgic and thinking back and uh, but it not just in that manner, not just all, you know, you know, my dad and dad and sons, but looking at sports because I'm doing sports talk and you guys are listening to sports talk right now. And we all watch it and we all in various levels participate, whatever it is. And uh, and I just think like just me, just like the way I am. And I mean, the good and the bad for the same reason that I staunchly love the teams, the same reason that I, I, I have that belief that I don't want LeBron James to come back to Cleveland after what he did to the city. You know what I'm saying? Like. It, that's because my dad, that's the way he was. And that's the way he made me. And it's just, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just the way it is. But like, I never realized too, like how much, and you don't realize it when you're in the middle of it, both on the kid side of it, the, the son side of it and the dad side of it, just how much of it, of what they say and what they do. And you don't just listen and you go out and do this because my dad said that, like it becomes what you do and then you realize one day 30 years later like I do you know what a base they set and and my whole the my whole love for Cleveland sports everything I mean it is all my dad and think about it I grew up in the you know I'm 35 years old I've got no problem putting my age right out there so my you know childhood years you know, my teenage years were in the 90s when I was starting to learn things for myself. But my childhood years were kind of during the 80s, you know. So think about it. The Indians were not good at all during the 80s. You know, I didn't know that. I thought the Indians were the best team in the world. They just had bad luck. I'm telling you, man, like the Indians were my team. I didn't even care. I don't know. Maybe I've never been a front runner. Maybe I've never been whatever. But whatever the word is you want to use for it. But that winning and losing never was that important as much as your team. And and I guess that's just my dad. And I think back now and I remember watching him wear those Indians hats and support that team. And then I look at the records now looking back and go, man, we lost a hundred and how many games that year? And my dad was the biggest tribe fan in the world. And I told you guys the other day when uh, Chisholm Hall broke the, uh, the or tied the RBI mark, you know, Chris James. I'm like, man, I saw a lot of Chris James because for some reason, 1990, 1991, we were going to a lot of games down there. And obviously, it was nothing special happening on the field. It was just, uh, 
one of those things. I remember being there the night Alex Cole, me and my dad, the night Alex Cole uh, set the, I, don't, I think it's still the record, six stolen bases in a game, I believe it was, uh, for the Indians. And I remember thinking that he, <laughs> Alex Cole was going to be what Kenny Lofton actually was a few years later, man. You thought, man, this is that Willie Mays Hayes, man. It was right around the time of, of Major League, too. He had the glasses on. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, man, you had the uh, you had the, the center fielder, man, that was fast and, and had the glasses, but it didn't work out. Alex Cole did not become Willie Willie Mays Hayes. Kenny Lofton did a much better job of trying to do that. But anyways, just remember all that stuff and the Browns and, and, and the Cavs and everything. And just and my dad being such a central part of it. I say now that honestly, and I think not just in sports, I sp- specifically say baseball. I've brought this example out many times before that I truly feel that that's one of the things that has changed the fan base of baseball. Uh, and changed and made it lose ground to the other sports. It's not the way it was because I think part of it, and this is society in general, has changed due to the increase, huge increase of single-parent households and lack of dads being a part of their kids' lives. I mean, and baseball, a big part of it. I mean, I'm telling you, baseball, first off, I mean, just being honest. I mean, we live in an ADD society, I like to joke, but we live in a fast-moving, gotta-have-it-now society. Baseball, by its very nature, needs to be taught a certain way. It's a slower-paced sport. It's There's not hits. There's not collisions. It's not fast-moving. But there's an art to it and an elegance to it. I mean, I remember, and this will never happen in today's day except for the really hardcore old-school fans. I remember my dad teaching me how to do a scorecard. And, I, I mean, hopefully guys out there know what I mean by that because it's such a lost thing now. But actually taking the pencil and filling out the, the scorecard. I thought it was so cool that I knew how to keep score for a baseball game and I knew what the K's and all that meant and and uh, I, I just thought it was so cool um, but that, and that's a lost art but stuff like that play and catch I mean my dad telling me about going to the you know being you know just being my age a little kid at the time and going to the big parade downtown and uh, and things like that and sneaking into the stadium and meeting you know Rocky Calavito and this guy and that guy and you know and of course you look at the brown my dad was watching Jim Brown during his heyday not just like when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Saying, hey, Jim Brown. He's like a son. I used to sit there. I used to watch him, you know, and, and it just it's just, it's different. But I believe with baseball, getting off of my... Uh, on my tangent a little bit. What I'm saying is I've always said that I think that's part of what hurt baseball today to where it's not as popular, to where it's not uh, as affected 
it's not it's not as in with the kids of today. And part of it is, as I said, the speed of the game, but part of it's either not having that, the dad to go. And I'm not saying moms that are single parents can't do it, but it's different. It's just a little, it's different, even though, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not being unfair about that, but it's different. Uh, play and catch with, with your dad, you know, doing that, hitting the ball with your dad, you know, going to the games. Like I said, keeping the, the scorecard, you know, like hearing the stories, being taught the game, sitting through a game and having your dad. I never forget learning the game of baseball, just sitting down, watching Tribe Games on Channel 43 back when they used to televise every game of the season and him literally batter by batter teaching the game to me as plays would happen. He would explain them and it take, you know, however long, however many years before, man, but that's how I learned the game of baseball, sitting there with my dad and him teaching me the game and then telling me as he's teaching me the things, telling me the stories that go with it. When I did this, I, you know what I mean? Or when I was growing up, this guy did that, or this guy was the only guy to do this triple play or whatever. I'm just, just throwing things out there. But, and that's how you learn not only about the game, but about the history of the game. So like all of that's missing and baseball is a game rooted in history, steep, 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 roots in history so you're missing that so a lot of today's kids don't get those roots so they don't understand the history and then they want the game to move faster and i really think that that is a part along with a lot of other things but that's a part to explain what has changed with baseball and why it's true i don't believe it's the national pastime anymore i truly don't like i think that's sad but I really do believe that the NFL has evolved into the modern day national sports. It's just, it has, it's taken over at that level, but you know, it wasn't that way. And I really do think a lot, I mean, look at the golden era for most people, the golden era of baseball and of growing up in it and telling the stories. It's all that, you know, it's the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, you know, the forties, it's, it's the, 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 the base of the game being grown. Look at how different society was during those eras. We had guys like Bob Feller who give up prime years of their career to go serve in the military when that would never happen nowadays, never, ever happen nowadays on rare occasion. I shouldn't say that because I know there's somebody out there that would do it, but he's the exception. He's definitely not the rule. But my point is, is, you know, even families that wanted to divorce didn't back then it was different there was the you know you see how obviously this is a society now about making yourself happy and and that's all that matters and that's fine there's i'm not saying there's anything good or bad i'm not judging society i'm just saying it's a different society so it's all it's all kind of it all ties in together but i really think that the change of the family dynamic affected baseball worse than any other sport out there, any other sport out there, because baseball is so much tied into history and it's so much tied into that father son dynamic. I mean, I mean, to the point that I don't think they do it anymore, but I know you guys that are older baseball fans remember father son day. They used to have, that was a promotional day at the games and the players would bring their kids and it would be father Sunday. And, but then again, they used to have old timer games too, which were like the coolest things because it would be all the guys that your dad grew up watching play and they'd come back and they would play a, you know, a couple of innings or whatever in the old timers game. They don't do that anymore either, but it's just different. But I just, I truly do believe that it, it has affected the sport of baseball more than anything else. But hey, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, I've got to get a break out of the way here real quick, but I'd love to hear from you guys throughout the weekend with it being Father's Day weekend. I mean, about, you know, what what 
do you do you feel where I'm at? I think you do. I can see some comments in the chat room here, you know, but tell me your story, man, because I know if you're anything like me, uh, the reason that you're sitting, maybe not the reason, but a reason that you're sitting here listening to this cat in Cleveland go on and on is because your dad probably sat down with you and, and got you into this thing from the beginning, especially because we're kind of a different kind of talk show. You know, we don't really do the whole circus ranting thing for crazy reasons we were kind of a bit more rooted in the old school you know what i mean so um maybe that's part of it too so i think maybe what i'm saying now resonates with you guys the sports fix maybe more than it would with somebody else because maybe somebody else is like eh, nah i'm not really feeling you but i think you guys are 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 right there with me anyways it was father's day weekend this weekend it's gonna be fun and hey i get to spend i get to spend the first two days of it in atlanta at the end of the show i'll tell you guys uh what i'm going there for so anyways i'll take a break we're gonna do a short segment coming up next uh real quick i just want to talk a little bit about last night's finals real quick lebron i got some things to say while we're waiting for Mike Brandenberry. We're going to talk Indians baseball just about 10-15 minutes from now. We've got Jeff Gorman talking Browns, Doug Plagans talking Gladiators and Stanley Cup and so much more. Don't go anywhere. The sports fix has just begun, baby. Stop When it comes to Cleveland sports, we go from I can't touch this to I can't watch this. So listen to the fix. It's easier on the eyes. Hey guys, before we go to the break, I want to talk to you a little bit again about our good friends at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Of course, you know during Brown season, we're there each and every week. What a fun time it was last year. But not just that, so many more reasons for you to check out the Harry Buffalo today. The UFC, the ultimate fighting championships, some of the hottest fights in the world today. Each and every one of their huge events Harry Buffalo is one of the few places in Northeast Ohio you can go there and watch each and every UFC fight at the Harry Buffalo. And let me tell you, I've been there. The people are out the door. They are to the rafters. It is one of the craziest environments for some UFC fights. Wing Mondays, they've got great deals on wings and drinks. And every day of the week, there's a different special, a different deal. And don't forget the Bison Burger, the unbelievable. It is the combination of a fantastic burger and eating healthy combined into one unbelievable sandwich you have got to get a bison burger while you're there so whatever you're looking for whatever day of the week monday through friday saturday sundays there's something for you at the harry buffalo north olmstead just outside great northern mall check them out today harry buffalo join the herd everybody this is jerry the king lawler from wwe and you're listening to the sports fix Indians fans, GV Art and Design has unleashed their new baseball collection. This summer, you've got to have one of the hottest baseball shirts available. Indians themed GV Art has them covered from top to bottom. Chief Wahoo, keep the chief, one of the hottest sellers going today. GV Artwork, knocking it out of the park, teaming up with Michael Brantley to create a custom Dr. Smooth t-shirt. Bringing back an old classic GV Artwork, bringing out the wild thing. Give them the heater design. 
The Cleveland That I Glove collection continues to grow. New designs for women and so much more. GVArtwork.com bringing it full force to the plate for baseball season this year. Whether you check them out online, GVArtwork.com. Use the sales code FIX10, FIX10, to save 10% on your total purchase. Whether you go to their store in Lakewood, check them out at the Cleveland Indians, team shops around Progressive Field, and so much more. GV Art and Design. It's It's not not just just a shirt. shirt. It's the same. The Sports Fix is on iHeartRadio. Download the free iHeart app today. Subscribe to the show and get your fix. Whether it's an oil change or a new set of tires, Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck has you covered for your automotive car care needs. They're your neighborhood quick service experts. They also offer a low price tire guarantee. Choose from 13 brands, and if you find the same tires at a lower price within 30 days, Quick Lane at Valley Ford will refund the difference. They're open late Monday through Thursday until 9 p.m. and open early Saturday so you can check it off your to-do list and get on with your day. They also have a newly remodeled service lounge and additional service bay just for Quick Lane oil changes. Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck is located at 5715 Canal Road, right under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, just down the road from Independence. 5715 Canal Road, right under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, just down the road from Independence. Come see why life is better in the Quick Lane. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. That's Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. You're listening to the Sports Fix. Welcome back to the Sports Fix Live here on the SportsFix.net on TuneIn and Spreaker and Mixler and, of course, on Digital Delay on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all the other platforms. Hey, shout out to Marcus Anthony Mayo. Happy birthday to you listening to the show. I told you I could possibly get that in. Possibly became definitely. You knew I was going to do it. Welcome back into the show. J-Rock back with you. Hey, just a couple of minutes here, a little short segment here, and then Mike Brandenberry is going to join us from did the tribe win last night.com. We'll talk a little bit of Indians baseball with Mike. Talk about this Boston trip coming up. But I just want to spend a few minutes, a little bit of NBA talk here. Last night, the finals, of course, game. Oh, man, the finals. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. I, I want to separate this. I'll talk about the game first, and then I'll get into my little, uh, little LeBron thing I want to talk about here. Because I got to tell you, um, it's it's 2010 all over again, and I'll read some quotes to you in a second. But the Spurs put a chokehold on that series in Game Four. They went to Miami, and they didn't beat, they did not beat the Heat once. They beat the Heat twice, spanked them, sent those incredibly great Miami fans home by halftime each night. I mean, it was pathetic, by the way, watching. With 10 minutes to go in the third quarter, they came back from commercial, and you know how sometimes they got the blimp cam and they show the outside of the stadium. Jerry and I were watching the game, and there was no traffic anywhere because it was uh, midnight. It was our time. Yeah, there's no difference in Florida. So it was midnight in, in Miami as well. And uh, there's no no real traffic lights out there except right outside the stadium. You could see the procession of cars like a traffic jam right outside of the, the arena there. And there's 10 minutes to go in the third quarter of the game. They couldn't get out of there fast enough. 
fast enough. The Spurs put the smack down. And I'll tell you what, I got, this is funny because some of my friends clearly have the same mentality I do. I got three texts in a row at about the 10 minute point of the third quarter, uh, all saying some equivalent of why is LeBron sitting on the bench with the team needing him, like Michael Jordan would not be out there. I mean, he was so passive. He was so, listen, he's already becoming disengaged from this whole thing. Uh, no doubt about it. And I'm going to read you some of his post-game quotes here in a minute. But, uh, um, and you got to love it. ESPN is already, they can't wait to start Decision Watch. The first story they put out in the middle of the night, this thing came out at like 3 o'clock in the morning, was LeBron's Resolute. To make the same decision whether they win or lose, he's all, Lebron's already. He Lebron's been thinking about this. This is this is 2010 deja vu all over again. But I'm gonna say this now. I said it at the beginning of the show. The Miami Heat. I don't care if they play. I don't care what level of basketball they play at. They're not beating these Spurs three straight. I'm telling. You, I said Spurs in six. Man, the Spurs may take this thing in five because I do believe that the Heat are absolutely shell-shocked by getting the floor wiped with them at home. I think the first game, they they, they could deal with it because they got blown out even worse in Game 3 last year, if you remember. But the difference is, is the way they bounced back in Game 4, and that is the difference. And I've said all year long that I thought that this team, this Heat team, was not as good as last year's team. I just did not believe that they were, and I think you're seeing it here but hey miracles can happen they can win three straight and win this thing but they are not look at the difference between the spurs last year in the same situation that they were last night they allowed the heat to get a victory tie the series up keep it going and you know what happened when tim duncan said what he said at the beginning of this series and he said we know we are the better team we know we can beat these guys we are not gonna let them get away last night was the sum up of what he said because that's what they showed last night. I, I really thought Miami was going to win, even though I've got the Spurs winning the series. I really thought Miami was going to win last night's game. I really thought they would bounce back. I'm as surprised as anybody else that they didn't. And I'm telling you, you follow the leader. You follow the tone that is set by your leader. And last night, just like 2010 with the Cleveland Cavaliers, is why I don't care how many statistics you pile up, and I don't care what you show me in the this is why LeBron is the greatest player of all time. I will never, never buy that argument when I can watch instances of when LeBron decides that he's going to do this and when he's not going to do that. He becomes passive for all of his reputation of being great. And he is great at times. I say he is much more a Peyton Manning, a guy who will go down in history as the greatest perhaps regular season performer when he's done and he still has to do more to reach that for me but I think he'd be that guy who who can beat up on the scrubs of the league over and over who can have his 50 point nights when he plays a bad Charlotte Bobcats team over and over during a regular season in a league that only has six or eight true contenders at any time and that's being generous by saying six or eight because in all reality it's one or two in the East and three or four in the West every season the last few years. Uh, but uh, 
you know, I mean, it's it's different. In the playoffs, for every one big game LeBron has, there's two or three silent, passive games. And, and, and I mean passive. I'm not sitting here acting like he scores zero points, but they're passive games. And this is what he does. And once again, look at him separating himself in his state. When I heard what he said after last night's game, I, I, I could swear I could go back to 2010 and translated differently. Here's let me, let me read this to you. LeBron James after the game last night said, "It's not all on my shoulders." And keep in mind, earlier in the series, he made sure to say that uh, the he's an easy target. It's easy to pick on LeBron. You make yourself an easy target. But anyways, here's what he said last night. It's not all on my shoulders. It's not. Well, Unfortunately, when you build yourself a legitimate giant throne and you put the word king across yourself and you wear the crown, it is... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free and Anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is all on your shoulders. But that, that, regardless, he goes, I understand I get a lot of the limelight, but it's not all on my shoulders. I take it. But I do it for my teammates, and I want them to put a lot of pressure on me in that sense. You know, altruistic LeBron, taking the pressure for his teammates. No, taking the pressure for your teammates is getting your team together. Because I don't care. People say the Michael Jordan thing's not fair. The minute you say the word greatest player, I throw out the word Michael Jordan. And I'll tell you why. Because with 10 minutes to go in that game, Michael Jordan wouldn't have been sitting on the sidelines. When the camera came to him, what was he doing? He wasn't rallying the troops. He wasn't talking to his coach or his team. You know what he was doing? complaining about the calls, complaining about the ref. And and that's the thing. uh, One of the things that bugs me about him, I tell you guys the most, he's the king of running up and down the court with his hands in the, you've got to be kidding me position. And it, listen, at the end of the day, great individual player, but LeBron James is very similar as he stands here now in 2014 as the LeBron James who stood before us in 2010 and said, I've only had three bad games in eight years and my play spoils people sometimes. That is the equivalent of some of these things here and the way this thing is going down. I mean, plain and simple, LeBron James at the end of his career will be a great individual basketball player. No doubt about that. And people will people will argue that he's the greatest. I am telling you that after watching his performance in his career, not just last night, 
You cannot make that argument. You can put him in a group of people. You can put him around the area, but you cannot make that argument. I am sorry. And I don't listen. I agree. Teammates need to come up. Everybody needs to step up. Trust me. I am not saying that. But for every one of those people, and most of you are LeBron fans, for every one of you out there that said the Cavaliers gave him nothing and it was LeBron versus the world, that was the whole reason that he went to Miami was because now King James won't have to toil alone. Well, why is King James complaining about toiling alone? You built your AAU club. And guess what? Do you find any coincidence that after the Heat lost game three, the first stories started to break about the big three becoming the big four? Because when you stack the deck and you still don't win, what do you do? I mean, all you can do is go into the same playbook that worked for you before. So you try to stack that deck again. Maybe the big four can take another shot at Timmy D and those Spurs, and maybe they'd be able to uh, do something for him there. It's just a character flaw. It is the character flaw of LeBron James, who for as great a physical talents he has, is the ultimate front runner in all of sports. LeBron James runs at the front of the pack or he quickly separates himself. And let me tell you, here's an example. Keep this in mind. I hope it doesn't happen because he's our quarterback. But if John Manziel, if Johnny Football, if his career turns out to match, let's say, Tim Tebow, you can bet that LeBron James will definitely separate himself from the brand of John Manz. It will no be it won't be this close, tight, homey relationship on the Instagram. I'm not saying that he won't uh, privately be friends with them, but you can bet that the ultimate front runner will quickly find the next big thing to latch himself onto on the social media platform. And I'm just and listen, I'm not again. Listen, I'm not trying to say that the Miami Heat are about to lose this series just because of LeBron James, but I'm saying that the weaknesses of the leader of the team are what is what is for is 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 the problem because at the end of the day you the true greats find a way to make those around them greater. That was always the compliment on LeBron James when he was here in Cleveland was look at how much better he made Mo Williams. Look at how much better he made this guy and Booby Gibson and Delonte West and all these guys. But what I'm saying is you've already got quote unquote some of the greats around him. Why is he not able to make them better in clutch time? How come when the Heat fail? It's because LeBron didn't have any help. And when the Heat succeed, it's because LeBron is the greatest. Plain and simple, LeBron James has character flaws that have bothered him from the beginning of his career and always will. And LeBron James will never, ever be in the category of the greats of all time. Plain and simple. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some Indians baseball with Mike Brandenberry from DidTheTribeWinLastNight.com. Coming up next here on the Sports Fix. Bottom line, not one of the greats of all time.
The Sports Fix, your choice for intelligent talk. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Uh, intelligent talk. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. These guys must be on the wrong station. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get them away. Hey, boo. Boo. The Sports Fix. As we head into this break, I just want to remind you the Sports Fix, proud to be partners with Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, 5715 Canal Road, just under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, Ohio. Bill Hershey and Bill Opelich, I tell you about them each and every day. They'll take care of you. Number one, huge Cleveland sports fans, but they're good people, hardworking people, trustworthy people. I don't just come on here. I tell you this all the time. I don't just come on here and talk about places and people that want to buy advertising on the show. I talk about people and products that I believe in, and Quick Lane at Valley Ford truck is one of those places whether you've got a truck car van commercial vehicle big or small it doesn't matter they'll fix them all they're the home of the low price tire guarantee find a matching set of tires cheaper anywhere else and they'll match the price guaranteed no questions asked no matter what it is hey and they understand in 2013 that there's transportation issues people need to get to school to work to daycare all those things need to get done and the car needs to get fixed and they'll figure out a way to make that happen for you check them out quicklane.com slash valley for truck and find out that life really is better in the quick lane it's an addiction the sports fix will be right back i'm tyler zeller from the cleveland cavaliers and you're listening to the sports fix Have you gotten your copy of Cleveland's Finest yet? Highlighting the best moments, players, and media members in Cleveland sports history? Oh God, he won it! Elo hit a three-pointer on the side. In-depth, personal interviews with some of the top names in Cleveland sports fill the pages of this incredible book. Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee is this year's must-have book for every Cleveland sports fan. Available now at Amazon.com. Get your copy today. Sports Fix listeners, do you tweet? So do we. So tweet with us 24-7 at the Sports Fix CLE. Business owners and professionals, do you want to take your business, your product, your team, your event to the next level? You want to advertise right here with the Sports Fix. Our listeners are among the most loyal listeners, terrestrial or internet. The Sports Fix universe is not only the radio show, but tens of thousands of fans on Facebook and Twitter. Email me, Jerry Myers, the Sports Fix at AOL.com. That's the Sports Fix at AOL.com. And let me help you swing for the fences and hit it out of the park right here on the Sports Fix. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Harry Buffalo. Harry Buffalo, join the herd. I'm Christine Lisi at this hour, second round of the U.S. Open live on ESPN and ESPN Radio, ESPNRadio.com. And the ESPN Radio app, Martin Keimer, has a four-stroke lead. Jordan Spieth in a large group seven-stroke back. Phil Mickelson is eight off the lead. The Heat's success or failure in the NBA Finals will not affect LeBron James' decision on whether to opt out of his contract, reports ESPN's Ramona Shelburne. He's got a June 30th deadline to make that decision. Miami does trail San Antonio 3-1. Clippers owner Donald Sterling's team of lawyers hired four private investigators to examine the league's finances, allegations of previous discriminatory conduct by the 29 other owners, and compensation to Commissioner Adam Silver and former Commissioner David Stern. Sterling is suing the NBA for $1 billion over his lifetime ban for making racist comments. 
World Cup play continues with a triple header on ESPN and ESPN Radio. Noon Eastern, it's Mexico and Cameroon. Defending champ Spain takes on Netherlands at 3 Eastern. Then it's Chile and Australia at 6 Eastern. Rangers, a must win in the Stanley Cup final tonight against the Kings. New York down three games Sports to one. Sports Center on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the full juicy flavor of Johnsonville sausage. Visit johnsonville.com for affordable recipes perfect for game time or any time. Johnsonville, served with pride since 1945. You're listening to The Sports Fix. Welcome back to The Sports Fix Live here on thesportsfix.net. And, yeah, we're going to talk some Indians baseball here in just a minute. J-Rock back with you on The Sports Fix. Mike Brandenberry going to join us. But going back to what I said before the break, I'm not backing down from what I said. Vashon in the chat room, just in the Mixler chat room, it's a great place to be a part of the show. A great comment. You do, like I said, you don't, you don't tattoo the king and put the crown on your head and put yourself head and shoulders above everybody else. Your words, your choice, your designation, and not take the pressure, not take the criticism and the spotlight that comes with it. I'm that's what's got me fired up is this free pass. All I heard during the break from people that defend LeBron is LeBron doesn't have help. LeBron can't do it by himself. Brother, that excuse didn't fly to me when you were in Cleveland, let alone there's no way in hell you're going to get away with that excuse in Miami. Get out of here. Get out of here with that, man. That is complete LeBron apologist crap right there. You make the players around you better. That's what his, if you ask the experts, that's what LeBron does better than anything else. Yet, yet when his teammates fail, it has nothing to do with him. And I, I disagree. I agree that it's a team game. Although the NBA is more of an individualistic team game than it's ever been before, as we've talked about, because you've got the start, the whole, the whole way everything is lined out. But plain and simple, the great ones have, and I'm not saying that he's not a great individual player. As I typed in the chat room, I will give you that. LeBron James will no doubt go down as one of the greatest individual players in this game, much like a Dr. J type, somebody who will who will rack up a lot of scoring titles and MVPs and crowns and, and dunks. And like I said, he gets a lot more dunks against the Charlotte Bobcats when they're blowing a bad Bobcats team out by 50 points than he does against the San Antonio Spurs in a quality defense. But, you know, at the end of the day, my point is, is sitting on the sideline with two full quarters to go and complaining about the referees instead of galvanizing your troops, instead of going, you know what, going out there and trying to figure out a weakness that'll work for you in game five, in game six, in game seven. There's tons of things that other players would have done. It is the front runner aspect of LeBron that you cannot argue with me about. You can you can argue his athleticism. You can argue argue all of the other things physically. He is the ultimate front runner. When you win, he is by your side. When you lose, he has already formulated his exit plan before you even realize that he's done it. He's already gone. That's what he is. The ultimate front runner. That's the character flaw I was talking about and it has nothing to do with how you hit a jump shot or how many times you dribble the basketball between people or whatever you do. That's different. That's the character flaw that everybody thought he claimed that he fixed when he went to Miami. But as you see when the going gets tough 
LeBron gets packing and you're seeing the same thing come out again. And then, you know what? Hey, maybe now he'll want to come back to Cleveland for the safety and the shelter that he'll get when he comes here when nobody will dare question anything that he does because they'll just be so happy. See, that's what he needs. He needs that appreciation, that honeymoon period. He needs that. And he doesn't have it anymore in Miami because now the expectations are too high. So now you come back to Cleveland and all of a sudden, and I'm just throwing this out there because everybody else is talking about it anyway. All of a sudden, you can do no wrong again. You're back home. Just showing up on the court. You win. Everybody's happy. Yay, we've got LeBron. Expectations are gone. If the Cavs don't win the championship, wasn't LeBron's fault. That's for sure. It was Cleveland's fault. So there we go. There's a little Nostradamus moment right there. I can see it coming. Coming home for the safety and security blankets that is the free pass that'll come with the Cleveland media and fan base if LeBron blesses everyone with his presence back in Cleveland. Welcome back to the Sports Fix. I'm done with that. I'm going to the phone lines. We're talking about the Cleveland Indians right now, and we're talking to my man, Mike Brandenberry from DidTheTribeWinLastNight.com. Mike, how you doing this afternoon? You all right, man? You, you, I'm good. You just take a breath or something? No, man, you okay? I'm good. I'm great. I'm great. I just, listen, man, like, I, I'll people tell, I'll get tell you fired what, up. Uh, politicians should hire you to be their filibuster. <laughs> and in, in Congress, and when they don't want to pass a bill or something, they should just say, next on the mic, Jerry Myers here to speak about LeBron James. Go. Oh, and, come on, man. No, seriously. And, and I, I, listen, later, man. Months later, you'll be it done. Is, it, it was, it's not just, it's not like this is the generic LeBron. There's the generic LeBron conversation. There's the LeBron left Cleveland LeBron conversation. conversation but I'm, I'm with you there. a hard time. <laughs> they're you know all, what I'm they're saying. They're all terrible conversations. All I'm of them. telling you, man. I love it. I would, I lo- I would rather talk about Johnny Manziel's lunch and how that uh, shut up affects the quarterback uh, debate. And I would I would rather uh, debate the words that Mike Patton thought and implied, not what he actually said, <laughs> than talk about LeBron James. Oh man! Welcome back. I'd much been a rather minute. talk about Mexico <laughs> and Cameroon than either. Get ready for it, man, because he's probably he's coming home. He's coming home, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm. You know how like people go on these like sabbaticals where they like get away from all technology. I yeah. may just do that in my own house, starting in like a week when the NBA Bro. finals are over. Until Check this the draft out. is over and then until uh until free agency ends. I may I may just Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Turn all technology off um, so I don't have to hear about this. I'll tell you what, I, All since you said that, I was telling somebody off the air, I was telling Charles Morgan, I said, you know why he's going to come back to Cleveland? Because he knows just as many people don't want it as do, and he just he will get pleasure out of knowing that there's that many people out there that it bothers just by him being here, and that, that's even more reason. And I said, plus, of course, I don't want it to happen, which means it's a guarantee that it's going to happen. So just get ready for it, brother. You might as well turn those devices off now, man. Just turn them off. It's coming. I think I think you're safe. He ain't coming back. Oh, please. You're, that's music to my ears, but I'm telling I'll you. you I, I've, I've said since the day he left, and they've talked about him coming back, that guy's Rocky Calavito, and I'll stand by it. And what I mean by that He's coming is, back when he's old. You, exactly. You'll yeah. you'll you'll watch his prime year somewhere else and feel like you should have been a part of it in some way. And you know he'll grace us with his presence when he's <laughs> about thirty four, thirty five, <laughs> and his knees are shot. And uh, you know he needs he needs or wants one more uh, check or or one more. Uh, one well, that's more one thing contract. he'll never need. What's that's that? one thing he'll. That's one thing he'll never need, dude. Dude has that's more true. money. So than he's got ever more money than he knows with. what to do with. But yeah, when he's when he's ready to hang on for you know one one more go round, you know we'll get Michael Jordan with the Washington Wizards. That, <laughs> that'll it. be that'll be LeBron's return to Cleveland, and I'm I'll I'll, I'll go to my grave believing that until uh, until I'm proven otherwise. Number forty five. Number 45 in a Cavs jersey. I can see it now. There you go. But I've been telling people go. the same thing. In all honesty, I have. I've told people the same thing. I've said, man, he is going to come back, but it's going to be the next contract. It's not going to be uh, this one here. You know what, though? Talk about money. Brother can brother can make money in his sleep. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, five years ago, you buy like 2% stock in, uh, in Dr. Dre's headphones, and, and you do it by wearing the headphones. You go, yeah, yeah, give me 2% of that stock. I'll wear your headphones phones around and then boom you make 30 million dollars when they sell the company in your sleep so you got to appreciate his ability to make money he's got it rough there's no doubt about that yeah, tough so, life. i mean that's tough life. that's why when you when you talk about you know all the people that, that don't like him you know i'm pretty sure he still sleeps at night i him wish that many people wouldn't like me if, if that's what you got on the other end him and Nick Swisher living that tough life, man. Uh, anyways, that's right. That's... <laughs> and you can put uh, me on the bandwagon of people that are growing and not like him too. Oh man, I'll tell you. You know, we were joking the other day. He goes down. He goes down to Double A, and he was like, "What over three the one day, and then the next day somebody like, yeah, man, Swisher, Swisher got a hit last night.' I'm like, I would hope, I would hope that he could go down to Double A and rake a little baseball. He's the seventy six million dollar man, you know, but. Uh, Really, he's, uh, he's, he's. I don't know if he's gonna get himself back together. But uh, the rest of the Indians had while he was out until they hit this little blurb. And and like Charles said in the chat room yesterday, it's like they hit the Back to the Future about thirty days because the last three games has looked a lot more like the Indians that were struggling before they got hot. 
and I don't think I don't think it's an accident. And and before we get started, I don't want to blame everything on Nick Swisher. No. He's only played he one game. <laughs> um, all seriousness aside, but if you don't believe for a second that they didn't look like a better baseball team with Carlos Santana and Nick Swisher out of the lineup, if you want to believe that that was just pure coincidence, go ahead and believe it. But I mean, when you take two 200 hitters out of the lineup, they're both terrible defensively. Suddenly, you get better, and what they're supposed to be, and what they're all, what they are at this point, are two different things. I mean, we know the player that Nick Swisher's supposed to be. We know the player that Carlos Santana has been, but that's not 2014. And you know, Carlos Santana has come back, and I think he looks like a much better hitter at the plate. He's got better approach, um, and I think you'll start to see some of that Santana of old. But defensively. It's it's a it's a nightmare, and anywhere you put Carlos Santana on the field, you're worse than his replacement, and you're getting to a point where I don't I don't know how they can not accept the fact that that Santana has to has to be your designated hitter, or if he's going to play first base, then you know they need to go to spring training with that kind of effort next year for him to be their first baseman. Um, and then then raises the question of what do you do with Nick Swisher? I mean, I, I guess you could play them both at first base and, and DH. But, you know, I, unfortunately, I think the best first baseman we've seen so far this year is Lonnie Chisenhall, which then makes matters even worse. And I agree with you there, but I mean, you you have to continue to find ways to keep obviously Lonnie out there, and 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 I agree. You can look; just it's a small sample, and it was good that you opened up saying we're not laying everything on the back of these guys. But look at just the last couple of games; you kind of rolled back the machine there, and and I agree with you. We talked about it while Santana and Swisher were out. How different and how much better the lineup was working together, and what happens if when those guys come back you put them back in the lineup and it makes things worse and i do think we are seeing that for sure and the indians are they've got to be i mean look man we're not geniuses here we're not the only ones seeing this and i mean i tend to think we're a little smart but we're not seeing anything that the indians aren't seeing here you know what i mean so when do they start looking at each other realistically and going what do we do and i gotta tell you i know you're on santana there i still i i'm I'm more on the Swisher side of things than Santana. But still, you do have to figure that out because this lineup was working well, and now it's not again. You're you're on the side of, of blaming Swisher or not no, blaming Swisher? Both of, no, both. I blame them both. But, like, if oh, I'm because, going, hey. Because I'm driving the ship on, right. on blame Swisher. No, I'm I mean, with I you there. He, I'm saying I think he's I'm the not biggest trying letdown to... of a player. Absolutely. That I am in agreement there. I'm just still maybe I still wrongly give slack to Carlos Santana. I think that's what I was trying to say. I still give oh, okay. a little more benefit. I think I'm guilty. I think him. I'm guilty of that too because I mean I come out and you know the first thing I say is you know they're worse with those two in the lineup and they are. But Santana's come back and had a nice week, so he's got himself you know, going I, up near 200 at least. You know, right, right. So no, I I think Switcher. I mean, you know, he if if you want to if you want to blame someone, I think he's he's an easy person to blame, and I think he has to shoulder a lot of it. 
Um, he's certainly brought here with the expectation to be a middle-of-the-order hitter. Um, he's not. Um, and defensively, he he is making this team worse. And you can you can talk about he's not the only one, that's for sure. But you talk about he he is in a position at first base, Jerry, where he has the opportunity to make other guys around him better. I mean, we could do the next thirty minutes about as Dribble Cabrera and how he has fallen off the map since twenty eleven or twenty twelve and defensively I mean, I don't know how anyone moving forward can sign him to play shortstop because, I mean, am I the only one that thinks that he's closing in on, like, getting compared to Chuck Knobloch and forgetting how to throw the baseball across the field? <laughs> but but the thing is, I mean, Nick Swisher, right, or if you had a first baseman, I'm not saying it's his job to save the day, but Swisher doesn't just, you know – compensate for other poor play he makes it worse jerry right. and, and i know he what you're makes saying it worse by his own play and you hear that a lot about first baseman about one of the hidden things that they do that people don't notice the good ones make other players better because they snag bad throws but they make it look routine to where you don't even notice that you know the second baseman or the shortstop is always a little bit off on the throw because the first baseman kind of covers for that that's what a good first base bad guy does and then you're you're doing the opposite you're not only not enhancing the players around you but you're making it worse i'm with you man yeah so i mean i i'm i'm in complete agreement with you and that uh i would continue to ride uh ride the carlos santana train for a while but uh i am i am off the swisher train for sure and i think the better question actually to ask is you know is the honeymoon over for Terry Francona? I think we all know he is a good manager. I, I wouldn't argue that with anyone. But all the things that we liked when he came in and all the things that, that worked last year, in some ways in this, in this situation, are working against him because he is loyal to a fault to the veterans. And he is, you ask the question, what how long can they stick with these guys? How long can it go before they have to consider something different? I know there's a tough lefty on the mound yesterday. I know that Lonnie Chisenhall got a day off. Um, the same with David Murphy. But again, you know what? What message does that send when Swisher's back from the DL and those guys sit and Swisher comes in? And you know the same thing even with Jason Giambi. Some of this back and forth to the DL charade. I mean, this this team made it work with Giambi last year, and, and I thought when they signed him originally and when he made the team, I thought he'll never make the season because things just won't go perfect for him to stay on the roster, and that's what they'll need. Well, it did last year. Things did go perfect. Um, you know, the offense, for the most part, produced. Um, they had very few injuries, and they had a ton of flexibility. Well, they don't have those things anymore. Um, they don't have any of those things, really. And so, I mean, at some point, if you're going to try and win, and I always go back to this, but if, if you're all in, like they have made it clear that they are this year, you don't print unfinished business T-shirts 
and then worry about hurting somebody's feelings. And at some point soon, I think Terry Francona is going to have to make a decision with some veterans to either cut ties with them or decrease their roles. And, and I obviously with Giambi, you, you're more leaning towards cut ties. And obviously with Swisher, you're leaning towards the decreased role. And I mean, I'm, that's what we were talking about before uh, those guys came back was, do you sit them for a few games and say, hey, let's ride the hot hand or not? I'm I'm the Terry Francona thing. I'm, maybe because I, I tend to feel that I've got some of the same characteristics when it comes to the people that I work with. But I don't know if you can be, I guess you can reach loyal to a fault, man. But that's an aspect that pays itself out in so many different ways and in different intangibles that... I don't know, but I hear you about sticking with the veterans, you know, but at the same time, when things are going well, that's the, the same attribute that everybody's going to credit is that you, you have, you stay the course and all of that, you know? So I do understand where you're coming from, but, uh, uh, you know, with Terry Franco, I, and I know where you're coming from because they're like this here, plugging them right. That one kind of, when you just return the lineup back to the pre-injury, that's kind of like, so it's just predetermined that these guys are going to go back in the lineup. And, and sometimes it's almost like, but you, you you see it all the time, like in football, when the, the starting quarterback gets hurt, the backup comes in and wins a couple of games. And then the starter comes back and you reinsert him in the lineup. You know, some coaches don't, that's where, you know, like Tom Brady came from, but you know, most coaches reinsert that guy in and then you'll get the, well, things were going good. We won a couple of games and now you mess with it. It's the same thing there. I did wonder about that, but other than that, I don't know. I don't know if you can be loyal to a fault, but he does. He does stick with his guys, man. But like I say, when you're winning, when things are rolling, and the, the Indians are 500 right now, it's not like they're you know at the bottom of the mountain looking up. But when you're winning, those are the qualities that people say make you manager of the year, make you great. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I agree. I agree. But you know, I I have believed all year that this team is not as good as it was last year and I've always felt that they're 500 and you know I think we'll not panic because they're 500 you know we'll be able to have this conversation all the way to September until they're out of it and and I'm not pushing any panic buttons either but in the same breath you know they're 65 games in and, you know, for Nick Swisher, I think we had a conversation about him a couple weeks ago, and we talked about his numbers last year. If you go back and take out his September, I mean, if you take his five months of last year, they look a whole lot like the beginning of this year. And, I mean, if you want to go on a broader scale, let's start talking about two more seasons of Nick Swisher at $15 million per season and what the Indians have got out of him in – seven of the eight months that he's been on the field and playing. Um, what is that going to do to this team moving forward? I mean, I'll, I'll argue, I mean, if you want to, if you want to take the, the Terry Francona, um, you know, lo- loyal to your boys to, to the end fall, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll side with that argument and say they almost don't have a choice. They have to stick with him because they're paying him another $30 million after this year. And that doesn't count as, by God, his option kicked in. 
That's what I was thinking as you were talking. I'm like, well, the Cleveland Indians are not the Boston Red Sox. They are not going to cut $30 million loose in the offseason and just pay that money to have somebody out there playing for somebody else, you know, or not playing at all. Like, that's they're not the team to do that. So you ended it just with what I was going to say. They don't have a whole lot of choice when it comes. And, and dude, I was not, I wasn't with that $44 million contract for Victorino either, but uh, I was never with the, with the length and size of the contract with Swisher, everybody was like, well, it'll it'll pay off well in years one and two, and then you'll start to regret it in years three and four. And I could give you that if it was working out, but it, it years one and two did not pay out either. And now you know for a fact that years three and four are going to be, you know, not smooth sailing. So there you go there, you know. And, uh, hey, Bruce, with a good point in the, in the chat room, I was going to switch over to that anyway, too. The the pitching had been a strong point during, these, uh, during this warm-up here and when getting things rolling. But uh, last couple of days, I mean, even Corey Kluber, not the Corey Kluber-like outing the other night, although, again, the defense, you know, betrays him, which leads to things happening. You know, same thing, Josh Tomlin, not terrible, but not, you know, just bad enough, you know, to lose the game. And, you know, up and down there with that. Trevor Bauer, let's talk about him. Where are, just I just want to ask you, with the sample size that we've seen since he's come back up, where are you at? What are you feeling about where Trevor Bauer's at right now? Oh my God! Does Trevor Bauer know where Trevor Bauer's at? I don't. I don't know. Um, I answer your first question and then and then kind of circle back all in the same breath to talk. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talking about the pitching as a whole. Where am I at with Trevor Bauer? Um, He's their best option of of their options at this point, I would say. Um, he gives them a chance to win. I think he throws more strikes than he has in the past. Um, he's certainly not a finished product, that's for sure. He, you see glimpses of it, but it, you don't string it together, and, and that's part of the reason why I thought it was so foolish all winter to act like it was no big deal to let two-fifths of this rotation walk out of town without doing anything about it because because they had young starting pitchers coming. You can't yep. bank on young starting pitchers just finding it one day and being being amazing once they find it. You know, there's ups and downs and and it takes time. And I think I think Trevor Bauer's in in that process. I mean, 2014 is a better year for him. In 2013, it's not the year that we would like. That's for sure. But I think 2015 will be better. 
um, than 2014. And will they ever get Trevor Bauer to, you know, what they hoped and dreamed? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, there's there's people I have an argument with, you know, all the time. They, they think Corey Kluber is, you know, their, their budding ace of the future and, and then don't like Zach McAllister. I actually think that they're, they're closer. I mean, I think Kluber is much better or is better right now, but McAllister's had good streaks too. And, and kind of to circle back on what you were saying about the, about the pitching, you know, I I think, I think Bauer's a guy that, you know, when it's all over, he fits in somewhere between a Corey Kluber and a Zach McAllister. And, you know, maybe I think Josh Tomlin even goes in that, in that group of guys that give you a chance to win most times. You're going to get a clunker from them from time to time, and you're also going to get, you know, a three-week stretch where, you know, they can't miss. And, and I think that, you know, Corey Kluber's kind of gone through one of those. I think Josh Tomlin's gone through one of those. And, you know, even McAllister in April had one of those. But, you know, I think when it comes out in the end, when you look at their numbers as a whole, you know, they're – they're average to above average. They're guys that give you a chance to win, and and that's you know part of my concern as to you know the starting pitching as a whole is is not strong enough. I'm not sure that any one of them are a weakness, but together they don't make a strength. You know what? I just saw a, a comment a few minutes ago in the chat room that I agree with, and I was going to ask you something like this anyway. Everybody says for sure it's just a foregone conclusion that uh, when. Uh, when McAllister comes back, you swap him out for TJ House. But Bruce in the chat room, I'm with him there. My thought would be put Bauer back down, replace him with McAllister, leave TJ House up because TJ House has done okay in a little bit of time we've seen. And we've seen less of him than we've seen a Bauer. I wouldn't mind seeing him keep going. Plus, him being a lefty doesn't hurt either. Um, I don't know. I've thought of that. TJ House is a guy to me that, you know, he's, He's like the left-handed Josh Tomlin, and so I think it's hard to it's hard to get excited about him until you already see the results. And I think it's it's tough to trust in him because he's not overpowering, um, because he's got to hit his spots in order to be effective. Um, I guess to me, if you're going to get mediocrity from both, and at, at this point, I think that's what you're getting. Um, I would stick with Bauer solely from the point of I think his high end is higher than T.J. House's ever will be. So uh, Trevor Bauer at this point I think is starting to get to where he's he's proven most of what he needs to prove at AAA. It's a matter of trying to get it done at the big league level. So if it was me, I would stick with Trevor Bauer, but I would also go so far as to say I would consider T.J. House in the bullpen. Um, hmm. I actually... The longer this this quote unquote bullpen by committee goes, um, you know they need somebody out there that can give that bullpen some depth because the line of the people that they trust versus the people they don't is so clear. I mean, they need someone in the middle that that they could give you know, a couple innings to to kind of bridge those guys. And, and T.J. House may be one of those guys. We, You know, I think you see it in the playoffs now, some, Jerry, where teams take a starter and they put them in the bullpen 
and they bring them out for a couple innings. The Giants did it with Tim Lincecum a couple years ago and go one time through the order and they and they bridge those guys you know, from the starter who gives you five to the back end at the seventh inning. You know, I think T.J. House, I'm not saying that he's going to come in and light it up like Lincecum did, definitely in a, in a different fashion. But I would consider T.J. House in the bullpen um, over some guys that they certainly don't trust and, and won't put in in any kind of close situation. You're listening to the Sports Fix. We're talking to my man Mike Brandenberry about the Indians. And hey, no, no doubt, no doubt, the tone of the conversation up and down. But I'm still, I'm, the Indians are, uh, the Indians have only have lost a couple in a row here, but they can still finish this road trip off strong. I mean, especially, I think people looking at it, in, you got everything's looked at in the context of a few games at a time. But uh, from the way they started this trip to now, even I'm interested in seeing how they finish. I'd like to see them still be able to take at least two of the three here this weekend. Come back with uh, you know, especially you took three or four to start this thing. You'd like to, you'd like to take you know two of the three. And come back at five hundred here for this series. But uh, what do you think here? You've got Masterson out here tonight. Last time he played against the uh, Red Sox, last outing he really kind of got himself back together against them. And he's a guy that hasn't pitched well against the Red Sox uh, in recent history. But he goes out there tonight. What do you think? Can the Indians take a two out of three here this weekend? Come back home feeling good. You've got Detroit on the homestand coming up. The Omar deal coming up. So there's a lot of feel good. I think that you can you can pump up the house. You can pump up the good feeling if you take you know two out of three here over this weekend and wrap up the trip strong. Yeah, I think so, and and I think you know for for all the negativity that we've spewed for a half hour, I mean, you know, on the other side of the coin, they are still a 500 team. I mean, we can say that positively and negatively, and, and I think we're going to for a long time. And um, you know, I think I think they can get two out of three. I think if they survive this road trip and they get home five and five, I mean, sadly, even if they get home four and six, I mean, that's better than some of their previous trips. Um, and we know how well they've played at home, and and you get back home for the Angels and the Tigers, and you have a, a nice series there with Detroit, and, and you see where things go from there. And you know, to talk about Masterson, I think he as much as anyone is the key because you know we talk about all of those other guys being average to above average. You know, Justin Masterson is is more than average to above average, and. Um, you know, but he hasn't been so much this season, and it looks like he's kind of started to put it together. And I think tonight is a key night to see if he does it again for the third time. But more importantly, I mean, I think we know, despite Boston's struggles this year, you know, they're a veteran team and they're a team that makes a lot of adjustments. And and he pretty well uh, shut them down a week, ten days ago. And I mean, I'll be interested to see if he can do that again. And if he does. I mean, I think that's a good sign for the summer and that Justin Masterson's kind of getting back to form. For sure, absolutely, you know. And uh, and I'll tell you what, uh, the, the, the Red Sox, everybody keeps going, man, the Red Sox, uh, you know, they, they're not the same old, and I get you, but they've been trending upwards. Napoli's been looking good out there. And uh, you know what? The other pitcher I wanted to mention, even though we're wrapping this segment up, Nick Hagedon. Every time he comes back up and he has a good outing and you go, man, this is what we've been waiting to see from him, then it, it, it continues to go backwards, regress each and every time, and we're seeing the same thing. Uh, once again, here, man. What what do you think? I mean, what can be? Can anything be done to straighten him out, or or is it just a done deal? Is it just a lost cause at this point? 
I think when when you're talking about Nick Hagedon, I think, you know, if Nick Hagedon's ever going to find it and figure it out, it's not going to be in Cleveland. And I don't think that's all on the Indians. I don't think that's on Mickey Calloway. And I don't think it's on Nick Hagedon. I think they all, you know, have some ownership in, in the problem. But, you know, I think he's a guy who has had glimpses and just can't get it all put together. And, you know, I think a lot of it is, is a confidence issue for him. And I just wouldn't be surprised if the change of scenery does everybody good in that situation. And, and that's kind of too bad because lefties are definitely tough to come by. But uh, I'm with you. I think we've been down the Nick Hagedon road um, too many times at this point. And, uh, I mean, honestly, if, if you're going down the Nick Hagedon road, I would rather go down the Kyle Crockett road at this point. I was a little surprised when, when Hagedon was brought back. Yeah, me too. We talked about that. We'll see. Hey, man, three here this weekend, wrapping up the road trip with the Red Sox. Hopefully, as we said, they take a couple of these and you come home feeling good. You and I will talk next week and we'll see. We'll talk a little Omar Vizquel. We'll talk about that Tiger series looming big, an opportunity to, you know, perhaps depending on where they are when that thing starts, who knows, man, you could climb yourself right up above the Tigers. So it's a big series coming up. I expect big crowds. I mean, obviously, Omar, and I think it's his jersey as part of the promotions there and everything else. So going to be a, a good time, man. I'm, but they got to get through this weekend. A lot lot bigger of a wet blanket on top of things if you take a 3-1 and one start to the road trip and you come back 3-7 and seven on the road trip. So they need to take a couple here this weekend and, uh, and come home so they can get that feel-good crowd and that feel-good feeling here this weekend. Mike, you enjoy. Happy Father's Day to you, of course, and you enjoy the Indians this weekend, and then we'll catch up next week and talk some more tribe. Will do. Sounds good. Cameroon and Mexico, nil-nil in the 59th minute. I know you're worried about that. Man, I, I'm riveted by the excitement right now, man. I I tell you, hey, and that's no joke. Yesterday, somebody asked me what was the toughest sport, the biggest, the athletes that were the that were the biggest athletes. I said soccer. They just run up and down for 90 straight minutes, man. No, that that's some cardio right there. But uh, as far as watching it, I'm not the guy, man. I'm I'm not the guy, man. I'll keep uh, you updated. There we yes definitely. Let me know when that nil score comes through. All right, Mike Brandenberry. That's that's when you know when you have a number for the zero score, a specific number. It's nil. It's anyways. Uh, but uh, Mike, you have a good one. Enjoy the Father's Day weekend, and we'll catch up next week. You too, man. Take care. All right, my man, Mike Brandenberry. Check him out at didthetribewinlastnight.com. On Twitter, at DidTribeWin. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Jeff Gorman from Browns101.com joins us next, live here on the Sports Fix. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. Throwing you the best sports commentary in town. The Sports Fix. 
I'll tell you what, whether you just started listening to the show today or you've been listening since the beginning of the Sports Fix, you know that our thing is how proud we are to be from Cleveland, to be in Cleveland, and to get the opportunity to broadcast and represent Cleveland to the world live right here on the Sports Fix each and every weekday. Well, I'll tell you what, that same sentence could just replace the word Sports Fix with our friends GV Art and Design and have the same statement because GV Artwork, you guys have seen their stuff all over town, makers of some of the best Cleveland sports apparel you'll ever see. Unique, original designs. Fantastic. They say Cleveland that I love, and then they put it on their chest, and they put it on your chest, too. Don't forget, we tell you all the time, use the sales code FIX10. Any purchase you make with GVArtwork.com, you'll save 10% on your total purchase just for letting them know that you heard about it right here on the Sports Fix. So whether you check them out, GVArtwork.com, or check out the brand-new store in Lakewood on Detroit Avenue, they are fantastic people with a fantastic product, Cleveland, that we all can love. GV Art and Design. It's not just a shirt. It's a statement. It's the Sports Fix. We'll be right back. The engines are cranking and purring, and that can only mean one thing. Bike nights are back at Harry Buffalo North Olmsted. Rev up your hogs and head on down to Harry Buffalo North Olmsted every Monday night. Enjoy $3, $3 drinks, drinks and beers, beers $5 pizzas, and crazy, crazy wing, wing specials, specials for, for all bikers, bikers, all on their open patio. Woo-hoo! Hot bikes, good friends, and great times are waiting for you. 4824 Great Northern Boulevard, right outside Great Northern Mall. Monday bike nights at Harry Buffalo. The, the proud, proud sponsor, sponsor of the Sports, Sports Fix. Fix. Sports Fix listeners, like us on Facebook today. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. At the corner of Carnegie in Ontario, it's basketball time at the Q. Have you gotten your copy of Cleveland's Finest yet? Highlighting the best moments, players, and media members in Cleveland sports history? In-depth, personal interviews with some of the top names in Cleveland sports fill the pages of this incredible book. Joe Day. Fred McLeod. Hector Marinero. Discussing the most intimate and sometimes controversial details of the largest moments in our town's sports history. The Indians have won the divisional title. A perfect game for Len Barker. What a win for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Their first time in a playoff. It's the first book written from the player's point of view, with the media that covered it and the fans that watched. Finally, the true stories are told. From a miracle in Richfield to the NBA Finals. From a perfect game to a World Series one pitch from victory. From a Wildcat High School dynasty to the golden days of the Browns, Barons, and Crunch, this book will change the way the entire sports nation looks at Cleveland. Cleveland, you will have an October to remember. Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee is this year's must-have book for every Cleveland sports fan. Available now at Amazon.com. Today. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, home of the low price tire guarantee. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. Hey everybody, this is Doug Plagans, the voice of the Lake Erie Monsters, and you're listening to the Sports Fix. Do we want to get right? I could have tried to keep that going, but they do it better than I do. Mike Brandenberry says to let you know, Mexico, with a goal on a rebound, 
in the 61st minute there, baby. So we were just talking about it, and there you go. A little update on some World Cup action. Welcome back into the Sports Fix. J-Rock back with you here as we roll on. Hour 2 continues. Thanks to those of you joining us here on the sportsfix.net on TuneIn and Spreaker and Mixler and their radio apps live. And, of course, on digital delay 24-7 on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, all the other platforms as well. What? I, I, I got the, the cat call. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus all is in the chat room for my goalie impersonation there my announcer impersonation but uh hey welcome back in we're going to go to the phone lines we're not going to talk about football we're going to talk about football the americanized version of the uh, of the old football. And, of course, on Fridays, that means we're talking to Jeff Gorman from Browns101.com. You can't get on the phones, but you can keep the conversation going. Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix. Tweet with us at The Sports Fix. C-L-E always to stay part of the conversation. I'm going to the phones. Jeff Gorman, how you doing, my man? As the Browns wrap things up here this week, they're getting ready for their summer vacation before the season starts. How about you? How you doing? I'm doing super chair. Like I was actually watching almost the entire first half of that football game, and it was really more exciting than the score would uh, indicate because I actually saw three goals, but they all got <laughs> called back because of offsides and things like that. And the other thing is it's raining like crazy down there, so it's a pretty wild scene even though the score is only one mil. There you go. See, you get your World <laughs> Cup fix here on the Sports Fix, too, man. So, hey, as I said, man, Brown's wrapping things up in Berea. Now they will go dark. Uh, they were the first team to wrap up their offseason because they were the first team to start. They were one of the uh, seven teams that were able to start earlier than everybody else because of the changes in the offseason. So they wrapped it up this week now. And you know what? Wrapped it up with a warning, which, of course, uh, you expect. And all teams do it behind the scenes. But uh, Mike Pettin went out of his way to kind of make some statements in the media about uh, not just Johnny Football's plans, but all of their plans during the next six weeks to stay, keep their nose clean, stay out of trouble. Last thing that the Browns or any club around the NFL needs, and it's the riskiest part of the year, believe it or not, is these next six weeks here uh, before training camp starts where players have time on their hands and they've got nothing else to do until camp. So they kind of look at it like a last few days of school before, you know, last few days of summer before you go back to school kind of thing. So you want to make sure that those guys keep their nose clean and just get themselves ready to come in. Have a little fun, but nothing too much. And I know with the Browns, with Gordon, with some of the offseason stuff, it's a big concern. Mike Pettin went out of his way to say, hey, keep your nose clean here. So obviously the Browns uh, worried about that more than usual this summer. Right. And it was very smart of the coach to do because, you know, football is 12 months out of the year. And, you know, even when nothing's going on, you know, something could be going on. You talked about the team going dark. We have to hope that they do go dark and we don't get any news because if we get any news, it'll probably be some bad news. Unfortunately, there's a piece of bad news that we're waiting for that's probably almost certainly going to happen based on what's happened in the past. And that's, of course, finding out what the deal is with Josh Gordon's suspension. And I think, 
you know, I think everyone's kind of saying, you know, that the NFL should pretty much come out and tell the Browns just how long he's going to be out so that they can prepare and figure out what's going to be uh, going from that. But if we can, if we somehow, I don't know how this would happen, even if we only lose them for half the season, at least that's something. Of course, you wouldn't be able to put up a whole lot of great individual numbers, but if we could maybe even have them for the second half of the season, that'd be great. But if he's gone for the whole season, then that's obviously a disaster. I personally just don't know what's taking so long. Yeah, and I think, well, I think we know that there'll be something between now and then, but I think the Browns are thinking the same thing and saying the same thing you are. What's taking so long? Let us know what's going to happen here because we've got to make our plans, and they've been making their plans all along to deal with it anyway, but I think the Browns kind of a bit exasperated like you. Wait, And that's why you could see, you could even see this week they talked more about it being a it's going to happen, even though they, they, you know, remember the first few weeks it was, well, we can't talk about anything. We don't know anything. This is all rumors and speculation. I mean, now they're pretty much talking like, hey, we know what's going on, but we can't do anything until we get the official uh, length and all of that. But it's much more matter of fact now because it, we are at that part of the process there. So, and, and obviously the Browns, every bit as exasperated about it as anybody else. I wouldn't doubt that something's coming down soon. As we've seen, a lot of the other announcements for suspensions have been made. So clearly it's the appeals process. That's just holding up things when it comes to uh, Josh Gordon in this situation here, but frustrating on the Brown side, nonetheless. And, uh, and there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do but do what they've done and prepare themselves to get forward to. Hey, something I wanted to talk to you about that came out of this that I think a lot of people haven't have kind of brushed over. And uh, we talk about guys coming back from injury this season. And Brian Hoyer is the one that people mention because, of course, he's the quarterback and he's got the knee injury. But similar injury, much longer recovery time is Travis Benjamin. I wanted to mention, did you notice, uh, talking to Coach Petten here this week, It not only is Travis Benjamin probably going to be a no-go for training camp, but he may spend the first half of the season on the physically unable to perform list because he is a much longer uh, recovery here with his surgery. And it's, it's no definite that you get any contribution in this season from Travis Benjamin. I think a lot of people, uh, and maybe it's because they hear about Hoyer coming back so quick from his particular type of surgery, just assume that Travis Benjamin will be back for camp, but he is not anywhere near that point of his recovery yet. Well, yeah, I think we get a little spoiled when we see about certain guys, even guys like Adrian Peterson and guys like RG3 who are able to make these big comebacks and, you know, and especially in uh, AP's case, uh, that, you know, able to get almost pretty much completely back to where they were before, but he's pretty much superhuman, so you said, well, this guy won't be out for too long, but yeah, that's a really major injury. And, you know, once they do come back, it's like, are they going to be the same? And I know that people talk about, you know, you know Hoyer. But again, you know, Benjamin is really showed to be a, a great weapon that should be sort of an extra, an extra weapon for the Browns that the other team has to worry about. And he really, you know, in his limited time last year was just fantastic. And you just, it's really a, a tough break to not be able to get him back. And you wonder when we, when we eventually finally get him back, he's going to be the same because of the incredible uh, explosive speed that he had. He looked like he was going at a different speed than everybody else last year when he was making this big punt return. Right, but I mean, that's and that's part of it too. Is that's his game. So it's a, a total different rehab, total different surgery, total different recovery. And you could tell, though, too, 
Um, you know, when people even talking to me off the air say, hey, I don't want to see Justin Gilbert return. And I'm like, you're nuts. That's one of the reasons that attracted him to them was his ability to do that. But you can see whether it's Armstrong, whether it's uh, uh, whether it's Gilbert, whether it's some of these other guys that they're going to rotate and try out back there. They've gotten themselves a handful of guys that can handle returning duties here as well because they're, I mean, the Browns have been making those plans all along, but I do, I think back and, and I think the people during the off season, they kept going and we got Travis Benjamin. And I got to tell you, I don't think Travis Benjamin figures in at all to their plans. And, uh, and at the end of the day, even if he does, it's only as a returner. I don't believe that, uh, that he is anywhere near as far along in his wide receiver development as people seem to think that he is. Oh, you're right. I think it would probably take at least a whole another entire year just to get him up to speed and get him to be able to contribute as a wide receiver. It might be a situation where you get a guy like a lot like a a, a long snapper like Pontbrion that we used to have, someone who can really only contribute on special teams, but being so good as to be able to make it worth that roster spot. But you know, we just have to hope. It's like, like you said, it's going to be a long time before we see him back. And I, I had a little bit of a a heart attack, too, when I heard them talking about having Gilbert return possibly. Oh, gee, you don't want to do that. You invest one of the top ten picks in the draft on a guy, and the last thing you want to see is to get him hurt, you know, doing, you know, returning a punt. I mean, I would almost rather have a punt returner, you know, just not do that great and not have any real big explosive punt returner as long as we have, you know, our, you know, a guy who could possibly be, you know, a great starting cornerback. That's a lot more value. I don't subscribe. Does is Patrick Peterson not valuable? And he is also a hell of a returner too. I mean, uh, you you can you can do both. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I'm not worried about a guy getting injured returning kicks. I mean, uh, you know, if a guy's going to get injured, there's a lot of ways to do it. I don't think that you're a higher risk, and I'm sure we could look up the statistics for this, but I don't think kick returners specifically run a higher risk of injury. I could be wrong about that, especially now in the way they've slowed down the game on the kick returns. They've slowed those guys back a little bit to where you're not the standing target that you were at at one point in time. So I'm not necessarily in that bandwagon with you there. I think that's one of the things he's good at. And it's part of his skill set, you know. So I think that Gilbert uh, is definitely going to be one of the people that gets his shot in training camp and in those first preseason games to get a shot at that for sure. Um, but I just wanted to update people on Travis Benjamin because I don't think a lot of people realized just how far his recovery still has to go and that it's not only likely that he misses camp, but he very well. I mean, there was a lot of open talk about opening the season with him on the unable to perform list for at least the first. I think once you do that, you, you have to go through it's like week six or week eight before you can yeah. reevaluate the players. I think it's I think it's week six, but regardless, you have to wait until you can reevaluate them and see if they can come back. And I think that's the uh, the way that they go with Travis Benjamin there too. Looking at some of the other notes from looking at uh, camp here, and and again, it's notes from things here. But some guys got some contracts signed. Terrence West, hey, continuing to open up some eyes from people in the national media about what they see there. Um, 
we've talked about already. I think that the Browns running attack, I think he's got every bit as good of a sh- of a shot as Ben Tate, man, to, to be out there running the ball from day one. But in today's NFL, there is not a, a primary back. Most teams don't have one. Most teams have two guys and then several other backups that rotate in as well. So, But uh, I think he's going to be right in there with the ones. You and I both have loved him from the moment the Browns picked him up in the draft. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy got ran for 2,500 yards last year in college at uh, Towson. And it's funny, there's a, been some back and forth this uh, just very recently between the two of them, not not at the same time. But, you know, Tate basically said, I'm pretty much the man. I'm in this uh, running back scheme. You know, I'm not really afraid of anybody else. You know, that's pretty much my job. And, and, and West, when he was told about it, he was like, hey, I'm here to play, and I'm here to prepare like a starter and be a starter. So that's great. I mean, because obviously the way running backs are, you know, one of them could very easily get hurt at a certain time. You're going to need both. But, man, if we could keep both of those two healthy, you know, you don't have to give Tate, you know, 30 carries. You can mix it up a little bit and keep them both nice and fresh and really start to grind the team down in the third or fourth quarter. Obviously, this is a a best-case scenario with everything's going right because, you know, a lot of times in the past we had a hard time holding on to leads. And when you've got a good running running attack, you can hold on to leads. You can, you know, keep the clock moving, keep the ball on the ground, avoid anything disastrous. You know, so hopefully, you know, these two can push each other. And it's funny because they both kind of have something to prove. And you're getting a lot of that really all over the team. You have people who are getting a chance to prove themselves to be better than people thought of them before. You know, Tate uh, being behind Foster in Tennessee. And, uh, you know, now this is his chance to be the main guy. And then, of course, you know, Wes coming from a program like Towson, you know, to show that he's that he's got what it takes, that he can play with the big boys and stuff. And like I said, I hope both of these two can just stay healthy and push each other. And it really helps to have both these two at the Browns' disposal. And I agree. And that's one thing. Listen, I don't know. None of us will know until we see these guys play games. We won't know what the final product is going to look like. But I can say that that's the one thing I thought the Browns did this offseason that they said they were going to do. Now, you can argue about the levels of these guys, but what I'm saying is they brought in real... There's competition on a lot of these positions. There's actual competition, not that phony competition that we see so often with Brown's training camps where you got a bunch of guys that couldn't win the job if they tried. So, they're yeah, they're they're... Their competition, but only in name, not in actual, you know, ability. I do think here you've got, even when you look at a guy like Barry in the defensive backfield, you know, you look at some different things that they've done, different guys that they brought in, it's competition at every position. So who knows what the composition of the final roster is. So a lot of these guys could fall to the wayside. A lot of these guys could be, you know, could prove to not have anything left in the tank. But that, and that's nothing that says, oh, this is going to be a, a, a great Super Bowl team. That simply says that that's what they said that they they were going to try to do in the offseason was create competition at a lot of these positions. And I honestly say for it does feel like they've done a good job of that, where at least you're going to get some battles in training camp. And if nothing else, that makes the guys underneath them better. Even if, if Joe Hayden, and I'm not doing the Joe Hayden argument right now, but if Joe Hayden is 
is to the Browns their number one guy. There's never been a second that Joe Hayden has played for the Browns that he is worried about any other defensive back that they've had there. Never. It's always been, hey, I got my spot. Everybody else is fighting for number two. Now, I'm not saying that there's anybody competing with Joe Hayden, but at least now they drafted another high cornerback draft pick. They drafted Pierre Desir. They brought in, you know, different free agents. They've brought in competition there to where at least Joe Hayden looks around and goes, oh, well, I'm not just hands down the best one here. Or maybe he thinks he is. But the point is, is he now has to prove it in in camp, not just know it. It's not just automatic. Everybody else was competing for number two. I'm just saying competition's a good a good thing across the board. Right, and you're seeing that in other different areas of the team, too, you know, where you've got, you know, Barkevius Mingo coming back now, and you've got Sheard, who will hopefully be able to, both those two guys being able to play together dynamically, and, you know, how, how well the uh, defensive line's coming along, where you've got, you know, Armonte Bryant coming up and playing very well, you know, that hopefully he can supplement guys like a Tyber Rubin and Taylor. So yeah, we're, it's taking a while, but you're gradually, like you said, starting to see more talent. And, of course, when you finish as badly as the Browns have the last few years, you should be, you know, eventually accumulating some talent, you know, stockpiling it from the draft, and then, you know, getting some people when we have all this salary cap space that the Browns have had as well. And, you know, sometimes it might take two or three years, but hopefully eventually you get a situation where you've got some quality people you know, not just starting, but underneath them, because, you know, as time and attrition goes on, you're going to need people, you know, to, to play those last few games that can, that can compete and can win. So you're right. I think we're slowly starting to see the, uh, the, the, the overall level of talent rise on this team, but they're really a long way to go, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot of doing. And I know people say a lot of the, the, the headlines, but really a lot of them come down to uh, Gordon, which I, who like, they're probably going to lose. And, you know, if we can have somebody, quarterback, who can accomplish something. And we just have to hope that, that somebody can be healthy and productive at quarterback. Because it really, it all starts there, basically. Absolutely, you know. And, you know, Jerry and I were talking about that last night. I mean, and I mentioned on the show yesterday how you really can hear uh, even the national media. I mean, Jaworski, these guys, Mayock, have come in. They've watched the, the quarterbacks throw the ball, and they go, wow, uh, I didn't realize that Brian Hoyer was that far ahead. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter. My, I was talking to Jerry last night, and I said, look, it doesn't matter because – I'm, I love Brian Hoyer. I think he starts the season. I don't think he plays all 16 games because who does? That was my. That's the point that people miss. Everybody thinks it's a one versus the other. Who plays all 16 games at the quarterback position nowadays? A small percentage of the guys. It's just the nature of the faster, stronger, um, bigger defensive players. I mean, it, it happens. So both guys are going to play. Both guys need to play well. They're with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it. Open a CQ checking account and get $250 to spend freely. And that's not all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. Visit SECUMD.org today. There's going to be games where they both play in the same game, not against each other, not this whole, because it's not. Once you get to camp, once camp part is over, 
once a, a starter has been decided, th- then there it's not me versus him. It's not A versus B. It's A and B, both a part of the team. And there's going to be times that they run packages where they specifically bring in Hoyer to run, or excuse me, bring in Manziel just to run specific packages with bootlegs and rollouts to get his feet wet and also to throw a different weapon. It's like having the... Uh, the wildcat guy that some, yeah. you know, th- th- it's like that kind of a philosophy. So they're going to, there's going to be a lot of interaction between the two and it's going to be Hoyer's job to, to, to get Manziel ready for that. And they're both going to contribute together. So it, everybody makes it a uh, he, a he versus he type thing. And it's not necessarily, it'll be that way at first, but once that part is over and the starter has been named, then boom, it's going to roll. You know what I mean? And the two of them then have to work together. And I do, I really believe they will. And they're both going to play and they're both going to contribute into whatever success that the Browns have this year, you know, and that's going to be important. Uh, definitely very much so. And and looking at too, what you, see, you know what the other thing too, and I love it. It just shows me that they're ready to go to camp is there's been more scrapping going on in these Browns OTAs than there has been in years between each other. And we saw, of course, the big one, almost like building up to the main event on the pay-per-view, but we, we saw the big one that ended with, uh, um, with Gilkey and Phil Taylor throwing bombs and haymakers at each other. And, and, and Phil Taylor goes over a couple of guys trying to get at him. And, and uh, you know, obviously you don't want to fight each other. But my point is, is you like to see that they're they're like, you know what? Let's get this over with, man. We're done with the, let's, let's go play some football. And you liked, if nothing else, it shows you the type of coaching staff that you have. You got the kind of coaching staff that builds a mean team, a team that doesn't even like each other. Like, uh, and, and, and at points that's good in football. You obviously form your camaraderie in camp, but that's part of the competition. That's part of that. I like it. It shows you that you've got a defensive head coach. Cause I think that's where you get a team. That's a little more snapping at each other in practice is when you have that defensive hard-nosed type of head coach not saying it's a good thing or bad thing when it comes to how many games they win this season but it's a definite attribute that this team has right and it's a good thing because that's what coach Patton is trying to do he's trying to establish some kind of identity on this team which they've lacked for a long time of who really are the Cleveland Browns what kind of team is this and he said right off the bat, I want this to be the toughest team out there. I want, this, I want us to be tougher than the other team. And that's going to, to play into effect as far as the, old, the whole, you know, way that they structure things on defense and the way that they, you know, the way they attack other teams. And they try to, to get that kind of a, of a mentality, and that's good. They talk about playing like a Brown, about being tough. Of course, you can, that's all a bunch of words right now. But if we can actually see them, you know, really start to wear people down, you know, physically and mentally in the fourth quarter, especially if it's, you know, late in the season, if it's a game in Cleveland where it's a close game, if we can kind of out-tough them, maybe make the big hit that the other team doesn't make, then that's when that's going to be paying dividends. I just like the fact that there's an effort that somebody's trying to make the Browns tough or, or, you know, or fast or, you know, strong or just some kind of attribute to attack your team <laughs> and just get everybody all on the same page. It's like, you want to pick tough? Great. Let's, the football team should be tough. Let's all try to be tough. So I like that. I like that there's an effort being put towards that. And it seems like uh, you were saying, it seems like it's starting, just starting to catch on. I love it. You know, and people, I see Bruce in the chat room. It's funny when you say play like, play like a Brown, that's going to be a punchline until they start winning some games. I get, I get, 
I get the mentality behind what they're saying, and, and they mean play tough, play physical, play, you know, AFC North style football. But until you have more than a string of four and ele- four and twelve, five and eleven seasons in front of you, then it's it's the punchline of a joke, you know. And hey, right, <laughs> uh, and that's where they're going to have to do it on the field. End of the day, in about six weeks from now, baby, they'll be doing that, and we'll have some real football to talk about. But uh, last thing I want to bring up to you, since we were talking about the quarterbacks, um, th- just this isn't really a big discussion, but man, doesn't it just kind of hit you right in the heart? To see Bernie Kosar wearing the wrong color orange with the navy blue to go with it. Seeing him over there helping those guys in Bears camp. I brought it up a little bit yesterday. But it, to me, it's like, hey, brother wants to coach. And if you're, and he wants to coach for you. If you're not going to do it, though, he's going to go where the work is. And, and right now, the work was the opportunity to go work with the Bears. But it doesn't change the fact that it sucks knowing that that's an asset that, you know, in all honesty, belongs here, should be here, but it's not. I don't begrudge him, but it still stings to see that and know that. But you knew it was going to happen. I mean, and, and, and coincidentally, it happens this off season. That's not a coincidence, right? And I'm, I'm very happy for him, but it's just terrible. You know, it was terrible to see him be with the when he played, and he had to play with the Dolphins for a while, had to play with the Cowboys for a while. But of course, and he won a ring with the Cowboys, be, baby. Yeah, he engineered that clock play that the uh, the Dolphins used to score a touchdown where they did the fake grounding the ball and then Marino threw a touchdown. And then, of course, he was able to get a ring, which he certainly deserved with the Cowboys. I hope that he really does something impressive over there to the point that I, I don't think that he really should have anything to prove as a coach or as a football mind or even as an announcer. But I hope to. that he does something that impresses the people in the, the people running the Browns so that they eventually bring him back. He certainly deserves to be here. It's just like you said, it's a shame for him to be anywhere else but in I, I disagree about the th- to prove only because as a coach, and we talked yesterday, it's just like Omar having to go do what he's got to do. Do You have to show that you can do it, and there is a path to that. And it seems like for the first time in his career, Bernie's going to you know follow that path. But I still think, like I said yesterday, it's trying to get the one you really want to invite you to the dance. Like, you're going to go with this girl. But you're only going with her hoping that the one you wanted to go with asks you to dance once you get there, you know? And and I know that's what it is. You do, too. That's what it is. Because Bernie at heart is a Cleveland Brown through and through. And that's where he wants to coach. But uh, it just stinks. You see him in orange. You see him as a coach. But it's blue and orange, not brown and orange. Ah. Bernie, Bernie, and Bruce put it put it perfectly in the chat room yesterday. This town, this town bent Bernie over. Not this town, but the franchise bent Bernie over twice in his career, and he still wants to stay here. Man, you know, he loves the Browns, and uh, the Cleveland loves Bernie. But uh, F. Gorman, Browns101.com. He's not going on a break. He'll be here next week. We'll talk Indians on Tuesday. We'll talk some Browns. I'm sure, even with the uh, the off time, there'll be some stuff to talk about. The NFL is pretty good at that so you and i will talk browns on two uh friday and tribe on tuesday sounds good can i make a quick plug uh yeah and no, i'm just kidding go ahead man yeah oh uh, thank you well if you want to we talked about fighting if you want to watch some fights this weekend you can go down to moose island tomorrow night which is down in midvale ohio it's kind of down in the uh new philadelphia area we're gonna have a big uh mma show called cage madness 29 i'll be calling the action. I'll be interviewing the fighters in the cage. It's going to be tomorrow night at 6.30 down at Moose Island. And if you want all the info, just go to the Facebook page called MMA Akron and all the info will be right there. And I hope we see you at the fights tomorrow. 
All right, there you go. Check it out. Cage Madness, Jeff Gorman. Jeff, you have a good one. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the fights, and we'll catch up on Tuesday. Okay, you too, and happy Father's Day. Thank you. You too. Happy Father's Day to you too, my man. Totally forgot all about that. Happy Father's Day, my man. Have a good one. You too. All right, we're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we wrap things up with Doug Plagans, voice of the Gladiators, coming up next here on The Sports Fix. And now, a very special announcement from the Sports Fix. Black bears weigh between two and 500 pounds. Brown bears weigh between 300 and over 1,000 pounds. Black bears run away from you. Brown bears run at you. When attacked by a bear, simply lie still on the ground and cover your face and head with your hands. When the bear is finished batting you around and mauling you, contact the U.S. Forest Service. And that was a message from the Sports Fix. Guys, want to take just a second as we head into this break and remind you about the official business printing source of the Sports Fix, our friends at Signs and Ship. Signs and Ship, I'm telling you, Chris and Pam, they've taken care of me since day one, and they can do the same for you. Whether you're a small business that's already been established and you're looking to grow to that next level and expand your business, or perhaps you've got an idea that you just know is going to be a great business and you need to figure out how to brand it and how to promote it and put it out there, Signs and Ship is the place for you. If you need a logo, they can create one for you. They have a fantastic graphic designer. Business cards, signs, banners, yard signs, mobile advertising, anything you can think of that you need to promote your business, they've got it at Signs and Ship. The best thing about them, too, is each of their locations, whether it's the home base here in Elyria, Ohio that I work with, or their spots in Virginia, Florida, and Pennsylvania. It's all local sourced. Very important to me because we all understand that small business is the lifeblood of the community. So check them out, signsandship.com, or call Chris and Pam today, 440-323-6060, the home office in Elyria, Ohio. Signs and Ship, quality printing at affordable prices. It's an addiction. The Sports Fix will be right back. No football? No problem at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. The excitement never stops. Every day of the week brings a different set of food and amazing drink specials. And now fans, Harry Buffalo North Olmsted is the home for every UFC pay-per-view live on the big screens. Let's get it all! And let's not forget their mouth-watering trademark, the Bison Burger. They sure are good. Nobody does bison like Harry Buffalo. The perfect combination of healthy and delicious. Hey there, eat up, y'all. Use this good church-going folk. Y'all deserve a little treat. What are you waiting for? Get to Harry Buffalo, just outside Great Northern Mall today. Harry Buffalo, Harry Buffalo. join the herd. Join the herd. 
I've been a pro wrestler my whole life, so championship belts have always kind of been a way of life to me. But did you know title belts are quickly becoming the fastest rising and the most popular new way for people to celebrate all kinds of things you never would have thought of before? We use it for our Fantasy Football League. It's a really cool conversation piece. Office pools, employee of the month, you name it. There's tons of different trophies that you used to buy plaques for. Well, I'm here to tell you about Pro-Am Championship Belts, who have the highest quality championship belt with the lowest prices. Replace those old trophies with stock belts on hand that they can customize for as low as $30. Any occasion, celebrations, awards, championships, fantasy leagues, gifts, plus wrestling, mixed martial arts, boxing. If you need championship belts, check them out. Pro-Am Championship Belts. ProAmBelts.com. Look them up on Facebook. Pro-Am Belts. Trust me, nothing says cool like doing the discount double check with a real championship belt. Just ask Aaron Rodgers. Now you too can have one thanks to a Pro-Am Championship, championship Belts. Hi, this is Dean Chenoweth, head coach of Cleveland's Lake Erie Monsters, and you're listening to the Sports Fix Welcome back to the Sports Fix Live here on the SportsFix.net as we are wrapping things up. We've still got one more segment to go. My man Doug Plakins is going to join us in just a moment from the Monsters, from the Gladiators. He's here with us today to wrap up the week. Man, everybody's running for the weekend here. I'm heading out of here, getting off the air, shooting to the airport, going down to Atlanta for the weekend. I know Doug's got... Football going on this weekend. There's, like I told you guys at the beginning of the show, I mean, worldwide, big picture, there is something for everybody going on in sports right now. Whether you're kicking the football, the football, as we say, you got the World Cup, you got, I mean, championship culminations in basketball and in hockey, and it just there's golf, there's tennis, there's racing, there's you name it, got spotlight events. It's a hell of a time to be a sports fan here. Pretty much the only people that wouldn't be happy would be if you are strictly a football fan. And even then, there's something going on. They might be wearing shorts, but they're doing it there. So, I mean, it's, it's everybody's happy right now. Welcome back into the Sports Fix. J-Rock back with you guys here as we head into the final segment of the show. As I said, about to talk a little bit of gladiators and some hockey with my man, Doug Leggins. He joins us every week from the Lake Erie Monsters and the Cleveland Gladiators. Doug, how you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. How can I not be? Because you led me in with such a feel-good tone. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's always the uh, last segment before the weekend. you got to fire it up with feeling good for the weekend. And, and really, like, looking around at sports, man, there's something for everybody to get into right now. Even going, you know, within the last, say, seven to ten days, I mean, there's like a major thing in everybody's thing. You know what I mean? Like everybody's oh, time I, is, is you Exactly. Know? I was just talking with one of my friends, uh, a couple people about that. Now, this is like, this is, you know, the best time of the year really to be a sports fan. I, I don't think there's any question about that. I think a lot of people would say the lowest uh, time of the year. There are some other times when there's just not, a, you know, a ton of stuff going on. You're in the dog days of season. But right now you've got, you know, you've got the uh, playoffs in a couple of sports. You've got, uh, hey, the Gladiators are 10-1, and trying to be 11-1 and tomorrow. Yeah. Everybody's talking about the NFL because that's just how things work. And, uh, and you know, baseball's picking up, obviously. We have the races starting to take shape, even though it's only June. Uh, you know, this is when you start to see 
things are really uh, taking shape, taking form, and, and, you know, the races we're going to be keeping an eye on as the season goes on. So you hit it on the head there, buddy. Lots going on uh, across the entire sports world, and, uh, and hey, a lot going on right here in Cleveland as well. Absolutely. You know, uh, Indians, they're on the road, but they're coming home. They got a big series coming up here in uh, Detroit. And I know it's early, but yeah, a lot going on. You guys, Gladiators, talking about big things going on. How about humongous, as in the score last week? We talked about looking ahead to that Iowa Barnstormers game. Gladiators outdo themselves. 86 points in an 86-49 victory over Iowa last week. Yeah, if you just looked at the box box score, uh, you might have thought they played a basketball game, but that was not the case. <laughs> the, the Gladiators scored 86 points. That was a franchise record. It was more than any other team has scored in a single game in the Arena Football League this season. And to be honest with you, there were times in the fourth quarter when I'm, I had it going through my head. I'm thinking, okay, if they intercept the pass and get some good field position here at some point, we could be sniffing triple digits, which has honestly never happened in an Arena Football League game before. 99 is the all-time record for the league, and and uh, they they could have you know a couple more strokes of luck and they could have gotten there in that game but it was a full team effort you saw the uh, defense setting up the offense with great field position the kick return game was on uh, the kicker uh, Darren Petrie was was putting the kickoff exactly where they needed to be to help uh, the Gladiators ultimately get the field position they were getting everybody who threw on a jersey in that game chipped in in that big victory 86-49 and and we were talking about how the big theme of the game was going to be how do the Gladiators bounce back from their first loss of the season the previous week. They were going into last week 9-1. and one. I guess they bounced back, I'd say, pretty good, to say the you least, uh, scoring 86 points against a team that does have six wins on the campaign. The Iowa Barnstormers, they're 6-3 and three against the rest of the league and 0-3 and against the Gladiators, so they're probably thankful that uh, they're done with the Gladiators. But the uh, the games continue. The Gladiators go in tomorrow against New Orleans at the Q. Seven o'clock. The game starts, and and New Orleans has been struggling quite a bit to say the least. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how tomorrow's game plays out. And if you're the Gladiators, you're going up against a two and nine team, and you know they're going to be playing with that nothing to lose mentality. So um, you know we'll see how the Gladiators bounce back after last, or I guess keep things going. I should say after last week's huge victory over Iowa against a struggling New Orleans team tomorrow. And while the Voodoo aren't exactly the best team on the field, I will say probably one of my favorite logos, not just in the Arena Football League, but in all of sports. I'm with you there, too. I love the guy with the slash top hat there in the middle of it, man. Like, I'm with it. I like the logo. For sure, man. The Voodoo. You gotta love that. You gotta love a team named the Voodoo just, just to begin with, you know? And uh, I'll tell you, Shane Austin, we talked about him. You say, you say bouncing back. No team that plays the Gladiators better hope they hear the phrase bounce back in there based on what they did last week. Uh, nine touchdowns he was a part of, seven passes and, and two on the ground. 86. That was the Gladiator. Not the Arena League record, but that was the Gladiators team record, right? Gladiators team record and the most that was scored in an Arena League game this season. This year, and and yeah. you said you hit it on the head. I mean, Shane Austin bounced back. He had a, a four-interception game the week before, which is definitely not the norm for him. Came back, and he was just spot on in that game. Threw for seven touchdowns, ran for two more. The Gladiators had a kick return for a touchdown in that one. They had uh, they just had contributions from all over the place. And it was just, to be honest with you, it was a total dismantling of the Iowa Barnstormers in that game. And uh, you could see they were deflated by the end of it. The Gladiators had just, they had an answer for everything that Iowa tried to do in that game. And, uh, and they scored every time they touched the ball. 
Absolutely, man. I mean, deflated is, is one word to use for it. I would be too. And so, as you said, now they sit here ten and one. You've got, of course, the voodoo here. Gladiators won earlier. I had the score thirty seven twenty six earlier on in the season here. And what do you got? It's barbecue night at the queue. You've got a t-shirt giveaway, uh, two dollar beers. Uh, tell me a little bit about the things going on tomorrow. I know uh, for uh, kickoff is at seven p.m. But talk to me about tomorrow's game. T-shirts for the first twenty five hundred. As all Saturday night games are, $2 beer night at the queue, and there's also a post-game concert with Trip Lee. So uh, lots going on tomorrow night at the Gladiators game. Entertaining football, obviously, and a great chance to come out and see these guys play. And been saying it uh, every week, but if you haven't had a chance to come out to a Gladiators game yet this season, great chance to do so tomorrow. There's some deals. There's $2 beers. Uh, lots of reasons to get in and, uh, and check it out. And this is a team that looks like they have the potential to do something special. I mean, you, you don't go 10-1 and by accident, and they're trucking along doing a great job. So the entertainment on the field is going to be great. The entertainment off the field is going to be great uh, from start to finish. So come on, check it out tomorrow. And the cool thing for those of you listening that are outside of the area to where you can come to the game, this is one of those games where you'll be able to watch it. ESPN three, what isn't that the uh, that's the online right? Isn't that the uh, the watch ESPN? Yeah, you can pick, thing? It, pick it up online. You can pick it yeah. up through an app. Uh, also, yes. will be televised locally across um, big portion of Northeast Ohio on my forty three the block tomorrow. So a chance for folks who can't get out to the queue tomorrow to see the atmosphere firsthand through their television set. Yeah, so there's an opportunity there for you guys nationally that listen to me to see that locally. It'll be on, of course, Channel 43 as well, so definitely check that out. And, you know, looking around, too, I wanted to talk outside of, of football for a little bit with you. Uh, how about the, the Stanley Cup Finals? We've been talking about that coming through here. What about, first off, what about the other day? I actually was waiting to get a hold of you and try to get you on the show because I thought maybe the series might have ended the other day, and it came as close as close can come to going into overtime. I mean, that puck sitting there, just so tantalizingly close. How does that happen, Doug? How does that happen? Well, I'll tell you a couple things. Hockey's a funny game. As we're seeing right now, it's the toughest sport to sweep an opponent in a seven-game series because right now there, there hasn't been a sweep in the Stanley Cup Finals since the Red Wings swept the Capitals in 1998, and it's the longest such streak in any of the sports that have a championship series, the longest streak without a sweep. So you're seeing just how tough it is to uh, dispose of teams in the in the Stanley Cup Finals when you get to this point. What we're also seeing right now, and if you look throughout the series, there have been stretches where the L.A. Kings have gotten the bounces, and, uh, and you know, they didn't get the bounces, they, or the rolls, I should say, the other night against the Rangers when those pucks were just stopping on the goal line. But hockey's a funny game when you – when you have things on your side, you earn your bounces. You earn the luck that you get. Call it puck luck in the game, but you earn that. And, uh, you know, when you're playing well, things tend to tend to go your way. And in that game, you just had the feeling New York Rangers were, they were if they're going to go down in this, they're going to go down swinging. They weren't uh, going to get swept. They played the, the game they needed to play to, to get things going their way again in this series. Now, they still have a ton of work to do. They're down 3-1 against the team that's won three game sevens and a race of 3-0 deficit here in the playoffs back in round one in L.A. That's Definitely a seasoned championship team, to say the least, based on what they did a couple of years ago. So they're going to be a tough out. Winning three games against L.A., certainly easier said than done. But you win that first one, sometimes that's the toughest one. Game uh, The next game here is going to be a, going to be a huge one. And then, uh, you know, if the Rangers can get this thing to 3-2, all of a sudden you have to just throw everything out because this could get real interesting. I know you and I talked about before the season started, or the, the series started, rather, that uh, we didn't see this thing ending in fewer than six games. And yeah. right now, I would be 
pretty impressed with the Rangers if we did see a game six, just because L.A. has proven to be that team that you just can't punch out no matter how long you get them on the ropes. You just can't knock out the L.A. Kings. But, uh, but based on what we saw the other night, the Rangers did exactly what they needed to do. They weathered a lot of storms in that hockey game and managed to come away with the victory. So, uh, so we'll see how this thing goes from here. For sure. I mean, I was joking with a buddy the other day. I said, the way these uh, playoffs have gone, I said, the Kings will get kinged by the, uh, they'll get out kinged by the Rangers, and they'll be the team that uh, watches the Rangers run the other side and take this thing to a game seven, since that's kind of been their calling card here through the playoffs as they've continued to be the comeback kids. Now it would be funny if that's on the other foot here, but I just, the way that, that game ended the other night, the way that puck just stopped, like right, I mean, you, what was it, the snow was what stopped it. I mean, it was a, Ice shaving stopped that thing oh, from was, going through. It, man. It, it was it was it was incredible. You know the other thing we're seeing that where hockey is just different from a lot of the other sports is you know in in baseball the teams that are if you're built for success you're built for success you're going to be good in the regular season you're going to be good in the playoffs. Basketball same way. Hockey though there are teams that are very good in the regular season. Pittsburgh Penguins and the St. Louis Blues this season were were prime examples of this. But there are some teams that are just built. To wear you down in seven games, and that's the LA Kings. I mean, they—it's not always pretty. It doesn't always need to be a beauty contest, especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And and the Kings are that team. If you want to get into a finesse game, they've got the horses to do it. If you want to get into a grinded out game, they can do it. If their defense is lacking, they arguably have the best goaltender in the world, Jonathan Quick. So, I mean, regardless of what kind of game you want to get into, the LA Kings can can uh, accommodate your request, and uh, and they're probably going to be the team that comes out on top. Well, next one, next opportunity there for the Rangers to chip away at that lead. It's tonight. That puck drops at 8. So assuming that series goes on, then we'll talk next week about it, or perhaps it's over, and we'll talk about that too. I know over in the AHL, was it 2-1? to one? The Stars have the lead, I believe, through three games over there with the St. John's ice cap. So it looks like that's going to be a pretty competitive championship for the Calder Cup there in the AHL as well. So... By the time you and I get back together next week, we'll have a couple of things there, maybe a couple of champions to talk about. The latest Gladiators game as well, too, will be uh, in the bag, as they say, so to speak. So a lot of things going on. And, and really, and you know what? We talked about all the different sporting events. Somebody told me earlier we were joking around about the uh, the Mexico and Cameroon game. I'm just now seeing some pictures. I don't know if you've seen, Doug, but they said it was uh, pouring rain on this thing. And I'm looking at some of these still shots uh, and, you know, with – you know, just seeing the rain, I'm like, wow, I wish I could have uh, seen a few clips of this in person. I'm going to look up after the game. But uh, was it 65 minutes before somebody scored a goal and one to nothing there in the rain? Just some of the pictures I'm seeing amazing here. Even though I'm not the guy for soccer, I will never take away uh, from those that do love it what they what they've got there. It's just it's just not my thing, you know, but it is amazing. And that's some some pretty interesting looking visuals coming out of that game. I'm definitely not your one-stop shop for soccer knowledge. That's uh, one sport you know that, it. I guess, for, for better or worse, has uh, has escaped me a bit over the years. But I did hear one very interesting thing. I saw this on Twitter. Apparently, the last time Brazil lost a competitive home game, nobody on their current national team was born. So uh, I guess if anything <laughs> speaks to the success of a team, that would be it. You know it, man. You know, I'll tell you, I got it. I got it too. And I'm not, again, not the soccer guy. The only thing I know about this is that I know that the coach of the U.S., Klinsman is his name, Jurgen Klinsman, said that my team cannot win the World Cup. And I have never heard a coach come out and say that about a team. It's one thing to think it, but I've never really heard a coach come out and say, 
it's not realistic to think we're going to win this thing. I know you're just trying to temper yeah, that, people's that, that optimism. wasn't quite New Rock near Vince Lombardi there. You know what I mean? Like, I get it that you're trying to temper people's expectations, but and then your own players are coming out going, hey, man, we got just as much of a chance as they well, can. I, 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 I guess where you, where you look at it is, you know, how many times do you – we're all thinking it. NCAA basketball tournament starts. You've got the 16 seed going up against the one, and you you know everybody knows. Okay, if if this 16 beats the one, the you know we may as well you know the, the world just stopped. Yes. But no coach is going to go into that tournament and say that his team doesn't have a chance <laughs> because his kids just went through a lot to get there. And when you get to that tournament, crazy things happen. Throw it all out. Play the game. But never say that publicly. I, that's what amazed me most. Not that he believed it, that he said it in the media. Like, look, man, we're not going to win this thing, so let's just be real about it. You know, like, hey, well, that's one way to lower expectations. That's for sure. I, I did. I, I caught some late night last night, and Jimmy Kimmel had a field day with that one. Well, think you should. I, it's the dumbest statement I've heard a coach make in a long time, man. Like, I'm telling you. And like you said, Newt Rockney, that man is not. That's for sure. But, uh, hey, Doug, you got a busy weekend this weekend. We'll catch up next week. We'll talk some hockey. We'll talk some gladiators and all of that stuff, man. And, of course, as always, thank you for joining us here this weekend. Looking forward to uh, catching up with you next week. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for having me. Enjoy Atlanta. We'll talk to you later. You too, my man, Doug Plagans, voice of the monsters, voice of the gladiators, and with us here every week on the Sports Fix. Always a good time to have him. Man, we are we are up against it. I've got, I've got to get bags packed. I've got to get headed to the airport. I am headed to Atlanta. I told you guys I was going to uh, tell you guys about this weekend. Actually, you know I'm a professional wrestler. I've done that for the last 15 years. We talk about it a lot here on the show. And uh, I'll tell you what. Ah. Uh, I just saw the message. <laughs> I apologize. Doug Plagans, my man who's still listening. 30 seconds ago, I forgot to say, I, you're Charles Morgan in the chat room reminded me on air, of course, off the air I did, wanted to wish you a happy birthday, my man, Dougie P. Happy birthday earlier this week, belated from the sports fix. Ugh, see, I got a million things here. I'm trying to organize it, and I feel bad. Charles Morgan, thanks for being my conscience over there in the chat room. Doug Blagans had a birthday earlier on at the beginning of this week. So happy birthday, Doug, and uh, enjoy the game. We'll catch up with you next week. But uh, uh, getting ready to head out, I'm going to Atlanta uh, about about three or four years ago. Uh, I ended up being involved in, in some stuff, uh, you know, wrestling stuff, real life stuff that ended up being nationally publicized. It was on TMZ and all kinds of... It was a dark day in the life story of Jake the Snake Roberts of course WWE Hall of Famer big big star big time star in the world of pro wrestling they're doing a documentary about the the resurrection of Jake Roberts I think is the name of it or something like that and and his recovery and rehab because one of his darkest moments I happened to be a part of uh, during his career he had problems with drugs and alcohol and all of that so I am going down to Atlanta to uh, to sit down with Diamond Dallas Page, a former professional wrestler, and Jake Roberts and uh, the film crew for this documentary, and I'm going to record some sit-down interviews that will be a part of this. It's going to be a national uh, release. It's going to be released with the Sundance Film Festival and some stuff, so when I have more details, I'll, I'll tell you guys about it. But anyways, so I'm going to go, and i got to get back for Sunday because it's uh, 
Father's Day. My son's over here looking at me because I've been messing with him, telling him that it's Brother's Day, not Father's Day. But uh, told him I had to be back, so they're flying me back so that I get back in Cleveland about midnight tomorrow night so that I can be here for Sunday. So uh, I got a busy next couple of days in front of me, and then we'll be back here before you know it. It'll be Monday. John McMullen will be back in the house. Uh, who else is with us on Monday? John McMullen, Dan Wismar will be here. As always, you guys will be here. We may be talking about some new NCR, NBA champions here, new NHL champions. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen over the weekend here. A lot to talk about. Gladiators will play. Indians, hopefully they come out, take a couple here this weekend, as I said, and, and get that feel-good feeling coming back for the homestand. So whatever it is that you're into and – as we said, there is no shortage of things for sports fans to get into this weekend. Have a good time with it. Don't forget, of course, Father's Day this Sunday. Enjoy that. And come back here Monday and talk to us live. Same bad time, same bad channel. Where else but here on the Sports Fix? Matter of fact, that's my usual sign-off. But I got to change things up a little bit today because I promised a little bit of air time to somebody. So come on over here. Uh, say hello to uh, the people out here listening. This is Joshua. Joshua's my son here. Joshua, say hi to everybody. Hi. How you doing? Good. You're doing good? All right. How old are you? Seven. Seven years old. You down here hanging out, doing the sports fix thing in the studio? Yeah. Yeah? All right. Say hi to everybody. Hi. All right. You done? You want to say anything else? All right. High five. That's Joshua. That's my little guy. He uh, asked me all week if I could, uh, if he could come on the show. I said, okay, Friday. On my way out the door, you can jump on and say hi with me. So he's been sitting here for about the last 15 minutes just waiting, waiting for Doug to finish talking. So there you go. All right, guys. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. Go Tribe tonight. That's for damn sure. Go Tribe all weekend long. We'll be back Monday. We'll talk to you where else but right here, live. Same bad time, same bad channel on the Sports Fix. We love you, Cleveland. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Long nights cold with a city, nothing pretty. So much hate up in this city, pretty city. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Put your hands up in the air. Everybody say yeah, yeah, yeah.